live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday night once again, and William Cooper is too busy hanging out at Caribbean in Miami to be on the show with us tonight. Um, sorry, that's just my, my little jab at Coop you, for the week. You know you know what? I was going to be like, holy cow, Matt. Did William Cooper just grow a beard overnight? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? He he got LASIK, so he grew a beard out, and and he got some smoking tobacco swag. And like, what happened? What's going on over there? And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's not him. That's Kevin. <laughs> and I'd like to be a Caribbean with Coop. I mean, what can I say? I think we all would. I, I'm not going to lie. I think we all would. I mean, <laughs> you know, that was a great time. I mean, Road trip. has anyone has anyone actually taken a tally onto how many times? Let me just adjust my game here a little bit because I don't want to be screaming at y'all. Um, has anyone taken a tally yet of how many times he's been to Miami this year? It's what is today's date? Today's the June twenty fourth, and I think I'm I'm not sure. I will have to verify. I think he's already been to Miami like five. This might be six times. I. My gut's telling that's me probably, five. That's, that's got to be pretty accurate because I mean, we ran into him, and when were we down there in February? We ran into him at Caribbean of all places. It's like walking Caribbean, and there's Coop. Um, sorry, I'm talking to your wife right now. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say hi because she said hi to me in the comments. I I can't, you know. You can't ignore that. No, you can't. Ignore- it's like my West Coast mother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, you know, I gotta, I gotta get in there. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, uh, we are back. I'm in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Mitchell is up in beautiful British Columbia in the Gurkha Cigar Studios, and Kevin, smoking tobacco. Kevin, for those who don't know that, it's true. I haven't really made a big deal about it, but it, I mean, it's true. He's part of the team. So, what you're looking at right now, this is a very special moment because outside of Nicole, who's obviously on a maternity leave from cigar smoking um you're looking at the smoking tobacco team um this is everybody who makes up the team minus nicole um for those who don't know for those who maybe missed out on that or kind of haven't picked up on the fact that kevin's been writing reviews on the website for the last couple months um you know and i know people miss those little details sometimes but uh yeah so this this is kind of like a coming out you know, we're, we're coming out of the closet with our entire team. So this is it. This is uh, there will be a fourth member um, who technically was also here tonight. Um, his name is Matt as well. Uh, he's not a he smokes cigars. He enjoys them. Uh, he's not into cigars the way the three of us are. Um, he's a very close childhood friend of mine, and uh, he'll be with us at the trade show um, just to make it four and to be at extra set of hands to help us do what we need to do um but essentially other than that and other than the fact that nicole can't travel this is the smoking tobacco team and these are the faces you're going to see in las vegas in two weeks for pca 2023 that's it that's my spiel we're getting stoked this is it well we're looking forward to everybody invading our town Mm. yeah Mm. the nhl stanley cup championship town greatest team to ever touch the face of the earth right now oh hold on slow down 
Let's not. Well, I was, we'll I was, I was going to wear my, I was going to wear my Stanley Cup champion shirt, but I didn't want Matthew to get all butt hurt. So <laughs> why so, would I get butt hurt? You I, know, I Vegas is my number two team. You know, my Vegas, Vegas is my number two team. You know, I'm not like, I'm not like everybody else who's like, oh, it's Miami because of cigars. It's like, <laughs> no, Vegas is my number two team. Um, I was cheering you guys on. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't probably wear Vegas Stanley Cup championship gear as much as I respect it. It's like, mm, you know, I probably wouldn't go that far, but I do. I'm happy for them and I congratulate them because you know it's well, yeah, maybe I would. I don't know. I wear a Michael. I might. I wear. I wear a Michael Jordan jersey. So you know, and I'm from Boston, but I also really like Michael Jordan. That's a separate issue. It's not that I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a Jordan fan. So I mean, I don't know. Who I guess, doesn't like Jordan? Yeah, I mean, you know. I have the, I, was... I have the Mitchell and Ness like, on court like Jordan jersey like the nice one, that I bought a while ago just because I love MJ so much and I wear it from time to time, and uh, especially in the summertime because it's you know jersey it's like a tank top, uh, so yes I've been I've been known to cross colors so I guess I, I shouldn't have said what I said in the beginning because that wouldn't make any sense so, but anyway Kevin what were you going to say? Oh, I I witnessed Michael Jordan make the shot over Craig Elo to knock the Cleveland Cavaliers out of the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the NBA championship game. That's right. That's right. Mm. That was that was that was brutal. MJ. And even though you were cheering for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I know that at the bottom of your heart you're like, damn, it's MJ. That was one of the most amazing shots I think I've ever seen a guy take. Let me tell you, you know, outside of just being a basketball player, I mean, that dude, by the way, speaking of, I mean, this kind of goes along with my point, but it was, I think it was this week that the news broke that he's selling his majority ownership in uh, the Hornets. And someone I was reading and they wrote, like, I think he paid like 200 million. He paid like two hundred and seventy-five like million dollars for it, yeah. And he's selling it for what, like two billion? Three billion? Three. I think he's. <laughs> I think it's uh, closed for just un, like under four, between three and four billion. And it's crazy oh because gosh. when you look at it, right? Like the like during that time, like they never even went to the playoffs. At least I'm pretty sure they haven't. Like they like they didn't they didn't really do anything. So it's not like they. It became like this big winning franchise. Like it's like the Patriots, right? Robert Kraft bought the Patriots in like '95, and it was 175 million. Which at the time, even that number was like, "Damn, dude! Like, what are you doing?" It's the Patriots, and they went on to be one of the greatest franchises of NFL history. I mean, they got six Super Bowl titles. You got the Brady Belichick era. You know, you know the whole thing. Built a new stadium. That team's worth like five billion dollars now. So, but you can kind of understand why it's five billion dollars. In twenty, when did he buy it? Like 2010, 2011, something like that. Maybe, something like that. maybe even a little later. Um, pays two hundred seventy-five million. Oh, okay. And like ten years later, a little over ten years later, he's selling it for two billion dollars. Like, but for what? Like, what did they do? They didn't do anything. So I don't know. That tells me that we're all in the wrong line of business, is what that tells me. <laughs> yeah, we can let's let's pull our cash and go buy an NBA team together. Hey, yeah, we can buy the expansion team that's going to come to Vegas. 
Exactly. So, exactly. gentlemen, what, what are we laying up? I am, well, I was about to ask you the same question. Why don't you go first, and then I'll tell you what I'm smoking. Well, I'm smoking a Protocol Bass Reeves Natural. Hmm. It's got about a year of age yeah. on it. Is that your it's, first one? Uh, this is my first natural. I think I had the Maduro. I've had a few of the other Lawman series as well. Um, I've had I've had a bunch of Protocol. Really enjoy their stuff. Didn't love um, that one. I'd say I'm I'm, I'm a few I'm about an inch inch and a half in. So far, it's okay. I'd say not the best Protocol I've had, but with a year of age, it's um, it's, it's pretty smoothed out. It doesn't have any harsh edges to it. So I'm enjoying it. Okay. All right. And uh, Sin City Cigar Lounge, what do you got going on over there? I have the uh, new size Leyenda from Macau Cigars. Oh, Toro. damn. Look at that. Can I just say that black, the black and yellow looks good on you? Yes, it does. It does. I make, your, I make your colors look good. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. It's the first time I've seen you in, in any of the swag. Uh, and it looks good. It looks good. But props to Nicole for getting the swag made. Um, it, you would have had the shirt on tonight probably, but it, we found out the hard way that I guess Vista print sizes were incredibly small. <laughs> so uh, those will be on their way soon. I'll, be, I'll make sure hey, everyone has for the trade show. Um, you didn't feed me all the food to get the extra padding, so. Yeah, you know, touche. Touche. Um, the, uh, what, what was I going to say? I, oh, and then what I'm, that's right, I forgot. Sorry, I'm like going through all the comments. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss them because there's already a lot of comments tonight and I haven't even um, started scrolling through them yet. Uh, I am smoking the Opus X Arena de Amor otherwise known as the Opus X Dubai edition. Um, small Robusto size, um, which apparently I say that weird. I don't say Robusto like everybody else. <laughs> Garrett Robinson pointed that out a couple weeks ago. Mitchell, you were there. I was there. I do say Robusto. Um, he made sure to like... That's what I, I say, Robusto. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know... I, I blame tomato, Gar- tomato, potato, I, potato. I, I, I blame, I blame David Garofalo, but not even in a bad way. Uh, I think it might be like the Boston act. Cause I know he says it that way. And now I say it that way. And I think maybe I just picked up on it from him. Um, but I'm not even mad about it. Whatever. Just me and Garofalo are, uh, cooler than the rest of you guys. I don't know. He also says subscribe. So, you know, <laughs> subscribe. No, I say subscribe. I don't say subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> When have I ever said subscribe? That doesn't even make no, sense. No, no, Garofalo does. Oh, he does? Oh, I, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't even pick that up. He says subscribe, yep. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, I'm going to tell him that. But like, Did you know you say subscribe? Oh, he knows. Oh, he does? Oh, oh, he, right. oh he knows. <laughs> what is it? What is the other one he does say that people talk about that's funny? Um, Is he? No. Yeah, is he the one that who pronounces it Arganosa? Oh, he pronounces half of the brand names wrong. Yeah, but I think that's the one that people Arginosa, give him the most. Yeah. I think that's the one that people give him the shit for, though. They're like he calls it Argonaut, Argonosa. 
something like that. It's like it's Aganorsa. He calls it Arganorsa. I've heard one from Protocol messing with Terrence saying the same thing. Arganorsa. Gotta like those Arganorsas. Yeah. Say it like a pirate. Say it like a pirate. Arganorsas. I know. Uh, also, speaking of Arganorsa leaf, or however you want to say it, um, Terrence Riley. Well, first of all, Barbara, I see Barbara's smoking a Supreme Leaf, so that's right on cue. Um, but, you know, Terrence Riley posted a photo of a cheesesteak, and it's too bad. Coop's not here because we're having all these great conversations, and Coop can't chime in. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing a limb or something. It's weird, like, not having him here to, to – cause all these topics, I know he would have things to say. Um, but we're going to talk about cheesesteaks. Again, Coop's missing out. I feel horrible, but we got to do it. Um you know, he posted a photo of like like a cheesesteak, like just smothered in cheese, and then there was like sauce and a bunch of other stuff on it. And of course, you know, Coop came out of the woodwork and gave him shit. Um, but that's why, like, I wish he was here because he could like embellish on that. But so, you know, Terrence um, did that, and then you know, Kevin texted me uh, the other day and was like, "We should hold a cheesesteak contest for Terrence." And I'm like, "Hmm, I like that, and maybe we're gonna run with it." So I haven't decided <laughs> the powers that be, otherwise known as the team that's right here right now, has not really gone through that yet. But there may or may not be like a steak and cheese like contest that involves <laughs> Terrence Riley coming up. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I will let you guys know. Um, I will say in the last show we talked about, speaking of contests, um, you know, how disappointed I am with the Smoking Tobacco Airport Selfie Contest. There's only like three people, maybe four, who've been, you know, steadily playing along. And I think the hashtag might be too complicated for people to write. Like, Maybe we'll have to change the hashtag. I don't know. Like, I feel like people, if it's more than like five letters, they just, uh, they're like, ah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, or they just... They're just fucking lazy. I don't know. <laughs> just maybe we'll edit that, but we'll we're gonna repost again because you know everyone's gonna be traveling for PCA. Like, and just as a reminder, you know, and look, I'm even open to opening up to non-industry people. Okay, like it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be an industry guy. If you're a cigar smoker and you follow us and you know who we are and you know what's going on and you are traveling, you go on a vacation with your wife, you know. You can use it, and it's a valid entry. As long as you do it correctly, it's a valid entry. And there's $500 at stake. So it's like... That's that's the part that just is crazy to me. It's like with $500 out there, it's like nobody wants to yeah, play. People just don't care. See? Even Nicole, there's $500 on the line. I know. And there's like four guys who are like, yeah, like I'm in it to win this it. This can be it's anyone, like, right? This, you can be in the industry. You can be consumer. Anybody. You can be a retailer. You can be, you know, just be creative and post, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just that simple. But, you know, maybe maybe we got to pivot. Maybe it's got to be something else. You know, maybe, maybe Coop has like got a special like voodoo doll and he's cursed it. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, this will never succeed. He was so mad at it last year. He's just like, I've cursed it. See, Alan Rubin's here. Succeed. Alan and... Rubin. Alan Rubin's one of the only people who's doing it right now. I want the five hundred dollars. It's fucking right, dude. You know, Alan's out there doing it. You know, 
How would you let me look? And this is look. I'm not trying to hate on Alan, right? So Alan, it's nothing against you, but how would you feel at the end of the year? You see Alan Rubin getting five hundred dollars, and you're like, "Damn, Alan got five hundred dollars from that." And it's like, well, Alan played the game in his defense, and you didn't. So don't come crying to me when Alan Rubin's yeah, got five hundred dollars to go do whatever he wants to do with, and he's like. Hey, I got 500 bucks for taking photos. And you're like, what the fuck? And I'm going to go, you didn't play. So don't, don't let the fake Alan Rubin win anything. Maybe that's a better incentive is, you know, right See? now. Look at Mitchell's, Mitchell's, Mitchell's <laughs> pouring some gas in the fire right now. Look at this. Yeah. Okay. That's Mitchell's take. Don't let Alan Rubin win. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Mitchell's got some hate tonight. I mean, I will, I will point out, I mean, while, while I'm not eligible for this one, I actually did win coops last year. So that's true. Yeah, that's right. You see, so you got a guy right here who knows what it takes champion. He's a champion. Yeah. He doesn't mess around. He'll tell you. Jesus. You how I, how David I right here. Terrence Riley is just beyond <laughs> me, but Terrence's posts are legendary. Terrence gave up because he was traveling recently and he didn't do it. And I was like, "Wow, okay, Terrence, fine." I think I might, he's uh, saving he's his creative. creative. He's saving he his creative juices for PCA. I hope so. I'm gonna text he him. Needs to like Terrence, incorporate cheesesteaks into his selfies. <laughs> yes, dude, the cheesesteak airport selfie with a Cinnabon. <laughs> I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text Terrence and say, if you do the airport <laughs> selfie, going to PCA. And you're in Miami International Airport, because I know that's probably where he's going to fly from. If you're at MIA, and you're eating a cheesesteak in the airport, and you tag, you're, like, already, like, in the serious contention. Like, I'll, I'll give you, like, it's like the golden buzzer on America's Got Talent, where, like, you go, right, like, right to, like, the... Straight like the, to the final. You go right to the final round. I'm going to be like, it's not a guaranteed win, but you're already in the final round. Like, boom, golden buzzer. Like, if you do that... And you stick it to all the haters, and you play the game. Golden buzzer, boom. Terrence Riley's already in the running, like in the top three. Well, there's only three people playing right now, so he's kind of got with Alan Rubin. With Alan Rubin. <laughs> with Alan, who you know also plays. So, you know, I don't know. It's just it's like it's like I tried to do something that you know would be cool and give people an actual prize. You know. And, uh, you know, something that's really worth playing for and get like four people doing it. And I know what's going to happen. The end of the year is going to come and someone's going to get it. And then everyone else is going to be like, I didn't know about this. Like, what? Like, how do, like, how do I do that next year? And we're going to be like, pay attention. Like, <laughs> and we posted about it hundreds of times. Like, and uh, <laughs> no one played along. But, you know, it's all right. For those who know, they know. Like I said, we might have to. We'll we'll brainstorm some other ideas. Maybe we'll come up with something a little different. Like I said, I think maybe Coop's just cursed it. Like uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, as I said before, you are looking at the Dream Team or the Smoke and Tobacco Coalition. Oh, I shouldn't say that because that might get Coop upset. But uh, <laughs> this is the Smoke and Tobacco Dream Team. Um, so on the last show, Kevin, I don't know if you saw the last episode of Spare Notes, and I'm trying to actually remember it for myself so I can remember what we already talked about. But I know we we talked about a bunch of different shit, but I know we talked a little bit about PCA. I'm uh, kind of like some of the stuff that 
we already know about that's going to be released or, you know, whatever stuff that's been announced for the show. Um, we had Scott. When do we have Scott? Not this week. We had Dean Parsons this week, but we had Scott last week. Yeah, the week before. And so we got we got some, which was after the last Spare Notes. Yeah. So since then, we've also talked to Scott Pierce. And uh, we got to ask some questions about um, the trade show and obviously some other stuff that's going on. Still don't have a confirmed answer on a confirmed destination for the 2025 show. Although we were told they, an announcement was supposed to be made. And it wasn't. They keep um, teasing us, man. I know. And that's every. And it was like, what was it? Come on. I know. Wasn't it? Well, no, wasn't it like um, Jay Davis back in like <laughs> March was like, oh, yeah, you're going to hear about it like any day now. And then like two weeks later, we had the next show. And Jay was like, yeah, it's supposed any to be day now. and it got fucked up. But like, you know, it should be soon. And then, you know, now fast forward, Scott comes on last week and he's like, we were supposed to announce it. But then it got pushed out. And I'm like, well, so like, when are we going to find out? Like. I feel like it's the worst kept secret. Like this is even a worse kept secret than you know. <sighs> this is gonna be. I think this is gonna top like the worst kept secret in the industry. Like out of all like the gossips and shit, is like it's gonna be. We're going to New Orleans. Like yeah, we know. We're just waiting for you to finally say it. Like you know, I I feel like that's what it's gonna be. So, um, but you know, we still don't have an official announcement, so we can't talk about it yet. Cause the the worst know. kept se- secret since Drew Estate returning to the to the trade show next year. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I could smell that one like a bad fat from a mile away. I knew they were coming back, and as soon as I saw it to this USA coming back, I'm like, oh, Drew Estate's coming back. You know, like I knew they were coming back. There was just no way. Davidoff, I still don't see coming back. They and they are the only one that hasn't said they will return, but. Um, I, I don't see them coming back at, le- at least like for a little while. If, if eventually they do, um, I think you'll probably just see those three for the next several years. And, you know, maybe dab it off a couple years down the line. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just get the feeling like they're just still kind of on their own wavelength with that. Sorry guys. I, uh, oh, I, mat tonight. I couldn't, I couldn't well, fight we, that one. We all knew though, as soon as the first one jumped that, everybody else would follow i mean it's almost like your hands force and you have to yeah yeah <laughs> you're yeah. left behind in the dust if not i agree and i and a lot of them i know there was several reasons for them to return but i know that a major component of it was the moving of the trade show time to you know the spring of next year versus july uh, i know that was a big one for them and oh look coop's texting me let's see what he said Tell him to jump in the comments. He should. He's at Caribbean. You know what? He's probably. You know why he's probably. He's at Caribbean. He's probably too busy talking to Hector Alfonso. He's smoking the. He's probably there with Hector. He's smoking the new. Uh, he sent me a picture. He's smoking the new Cavalier Inner Circle. The red one. Uh, what's the uh, other name for it there? Uh, and I said, "How is it?" And he said, "It's fantastic." So, that's awesome. I know he also got his hands on the uh, EP Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance, which I've been wanting to try. And um, I have to track some of those. I think they just shipped like this week, so I gotta get my hands on those. Um, I have to say, you know, and Kevin, I think I was with you at TPE. We went to Tapanash, and I think that's where I had it. Yeah, because we went out. To, me and you and Barbara went out to the Mobile Cigar Lounge. It was back at TPE. Mm-hmm. It was cold and rainy, and we were out in the Mobile Cigar Lounge. And I grabbed the the green one. It was it 
the allegiance alliance yeah the, the allegiance yeah the APC allegiance. that's the green we both smoked that yeah we did and it was good mm-hmm. it was it was good and you know i have to say i've been really impressed with the ep korea releases and i just really enjoyed them and i feel like i i don't smoke them as much as i should because every time i have one i, I just i really enjoy it and the pledge of allegiance um shift this week i also know i think it was this week that the um the firecracker that they did with united also shipped as well um, mm, that looks good yeah so i want to get my hands on that one too so um i i know that, that which i think is based off of the pledge blend and um yes. yeah so i i really want to i really want to try those two those are high on my list um I'm sorry. Let me get back. I was trying to text. I'm trying to multitask, but I'm I'm not really succeeding tonight. I'm trying to text Coop. Be like, hey, watch Spare Notes. Well, you know, one of the questions we had last last or a couple last uh, Spare Notes is what what are you expect or what are you excited to see at the trade show, Kevin? Is there anything so far? I know we've gotten a lot more releases in the last two weeks. When we talked about this, I think there was like seven total cigars. Uh, said, but this last week yeah, I think it's like, like those. This last week, there's been a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Oh my come god, out. nonstop you with know? the press releases. Um, I mean, you know, I definitely want to see the new, um, the new foundation. Um, yeah, yeah, they announced a couple of projects. That was, this one, week. That was his, I think, then that his first Cameroon wrap cigar, if I'm not mistaken. Which which one is he doing Cameroon? I is it on the? It is, it, is it the Metapa? It was on. Yeah, I thought that was Sumatra. Matapa, Matapa. See, so you catch me unprepared now. That, it's all good, you know. So the 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 Metapa, the Matapa, however you say that, uh, that one's a Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and fillers from Esteli and Jalapa. So yeah. it's not that one. I know he, I know he's doing a new. And I can't Is find it. Is it one of the Charter Oaks? Yeah, I think the the the, 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 yeah, the something that that he had said and again. I read it and I made a mental note of it and I didn't write it down and So Kevin Yeah Lolo's always got cool stuff coming. Kevin, I, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this already, but Dan Thompson has vowed to be a sponsor of yours so you can upgrade your audio equipment, which I know you are in the process of doing. You so Kevin yes. is Kevin is getting himself show ready. He is getting a studio set up and getting all his equipment and all that so he can be on the shows regularly. Um, so, you know, Dan, you, you should get with Kevin and, uh, you know, Hey, um, he's looking for some sponsorship too. You know, he's, he's breaking through onto the, onto camera. So you guys should get together and, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be absolutely awesome, Dan. Thank you very much. Uh, definitely much needed. It's earbuds definitely, uh, don't quite cut the mustard. Don't quite cut the mustard. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. It must be an old people term. Oh no! <laughs> hey, respect your orders. <laughs> I'm surprised Mitchell didn't laugh with me on that one. He just stayed stone cold. I'm like, okay, You're supposed to be on my team. The same age as me. Hey, Actually, you know, sometimes we, sometimes we gotta back the old people. You know. He's such an ass kisser. You know. <laughs> hey, Kevin's that. Kevin's gonna make Kevin's gonna be making me look good at the trade show. I gotta I gotta make sure you know he's uh he's happy. I made a joke. See, to I, can make, I can make you look good, or I can throw you to the wolves. One of the two. Exactly, exactly, or maybe a little bit of both. Now, that's the thing about Kevin. <laughs> Kevin lives in Las Vegas. 
And you know what they say about Las Vegas? There's a lot of holes in that desert and a lot of problems <laughs> solved in those holes. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> Don't fuck around and find out with Kevin. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we can't beat him up too bad. Uh, Nicole comments, selected tobacco. Yeah, I mean, selected tobacco is definitely oh, yeah. one of the, I mean, again, two years in a row. I mean, <sighs> I'm like already exhausted thinking about covering that booth because I know there's going to be a lot. I'm just, you know, and it's going to be packed. It's going to be busy. I predict Oliver wears another, you know, amazing three-piece suit with a nice shirt and tie because uh, he's a gentleman and he knows how to take care of himself and he knows how to present because, you know, he is he is, uh, he is a truly unique individual. Um, he knows the assignment and he does it. And, you know, so does Nelson and everyone on that team. Um last year they showed up with their new booth and it was fantastic we've you've heard us probably talk about it hundreds of times because uh, it was that good they rolled out a couple of products one of which went on to be cigar of the year with us and with half wheel um so just saying uh they came with some heat last year and they're showing that they're going to try and bring some more heat this year um and i don't and i don't doubt it so very excited for that one again you know we talked last year i know you guys weren't really involved in this discussion but you know last year on spare notes you know it was me and coop and then the regular show is me and nicole and uh you know one of the things you know we we say hey which booths are we excited to see and last year was a little bit different because last year was like the year when a lot of brands like mcallif and lfd and united were all like returning to the show uh from taking 2021 off um so a lot of it was like, well, we're excited to see those brands just come back to the show. Um, but now everyone's kind of here again now. So it's like, all right, well, now it's more about like, you know, what are they doing for the show? Um, not that, you know, it's not just them just returning as a big deal. Like, okay, like we saw you last year. So like, what are you doing this year? Um, United understood the assignment. They came back. Um, LFD is not one to really release stuff constantly. Um so I didn't expect them to come out with something. They had something new last year, as well as their NFT project, which, if anyone followed along with that, was a huge deal and a huge success for them as a company last year. So I anticipate LFT comes, nothing really major new, but, you know, just continuing to work with their customers and clients that they have, which I think is important, you know, continuing to work on those orders for the Solus, which is their newest cigar, um, which, by the way, Lito Gomez Jr. will be on the Smoking Tobacco Show in a couple weeks. So mark your calendars. Uh, it's the week of the trade show. It's the day before. It's the day before I leave. Uh, I leave Thursday, so Wednesday night. Is that the fifth? fifth. Yeah, this is the fifth. Yeah, so the fifth. When, yeah, so July fifth, uh, Lito Gomez Jr. will be on the show um, to talk about the LFD Solus, which is a cigar that he worked on with uh, Tony and uh, Lito Senior. And uh, really excited about that. Um, Kevin mentioned Foundation. I know they got they got a couple of things coming out. Uh, Crown Heads is adding a new size to Mil Diaz. They're bringing a PCA exclusive um, Lipitier. So so I mean then they get the Last Calaveras, which I believe is already shipping. I think it's supposed to ship June or at the end of June. Um, but I'm sure it'll you know be available at the show um cle slash cle asylum they have the the asylum sensorium which i don't know mitchell i know you we've talked about kevin you you know about the sensorium right 
Not so much. The sensorium is one that they announced about a month ago, and they use a, they're using a new kind of tobacco that they say uh, they've always gotten low yields with. Uh, and they, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's called Pinareño. Pinareño, I believe, is the, the tobacco they're using or the seed that they're using, uh, which I know that they said was very, very susceptible to the blue mold. Um, and so it's been difficult to get a lot of yield out of it. And it's growing, they're growing it in Honduras. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a new project. It's a new, um, new blend it's a new cigar. New price point for them. New price point for them. I believe there's two, is it two different sizes? And I believe they're like 65 and $70 respectively. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and comes in a coffin. Yeah, and the other thing is I believe Christian and Tom will be going to the retailers who carry it to do tasting sessions with consumers with that cigar. Mm. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to remember like everybody's stories off the top of my head without having to search for them all. Um, yeah. if I'm, I'm almost positive that they're going to be doing like events with that cigar. That's huge because that definitely adds a personal touch, especially to a cigar in that price point. That really helps get the consumer involved. So they know what they're experiencing. So, like, I would be, I would be a buyer, you know, for something like that. You know, to be able to go and experience with those guys and learn what I'm supposed to learn about a new cigar. So I just noticed that Barbara said that I'm froze. We're frozen. No sound. What? Uh, you're fine on my side. We you're keep fine losing in my sound. Feed. We keep losing sound on Matthew. I don't think it's a microphone issue because, I mean, I know my mic's working. I hear myself. You guys hear me. I'm not sure. If anyone else noticed, please let me know. Um, yeah, I just yeah. refreshed Facebook Live, and it seems like it's working. Yeah. We're back now. All right. Cool. I don't know. Barbara, you also – yeah, Barbara, you know, the only thing I can... – well, I don't think that would matter, though. I mean, I was going to say maybe because Kevin's, like, streaming onto the show, and I, I don't know. Uh, cause you guys are in the same house. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there, but I'm sorry, Barbara. Um, yeah, that's as... a, that's a cool project by, by Asylum. I think, uh, yeah, that's, it actually, is. that's actually really cool. So that's going to be at the booth. I know they have new packaging on Asylum that they're going to show, which we, we, I saw at TPE, um, for the first time. And it's, it's really cool. It's, it's kind of like simple, but it's really crisp, you know? Um, yeah. And I really liked it. They also announced this week the Asylum 867 will be at PCA, which I believe used to be a shop exclusive with Deadwood Tobacco Co. Um, in Deadwood, South Dakota. And I believe this is, if I remember correctly, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, this is going to get a, a now a national release. And um, there's three blends. There's the Auntie, the Midnight Oil, and the Zero. And if I remember correctly, they mentioned something about this at TPE, but they wouldn't really get into it. But um, these will be at PCA 2023. So CLE's got a couple of things uh, that they're bringing, which is nice. Um, Blackworks is bringing out the Poison Dart. And I believe there was another one that they had, too. Uh, it was actually Black Label. So, I mean, I would put it under the Fabrica Oveja Negra umbrella. Um because it's it's multiple brands, but they all kind of fall into the same hat. 
Black Label Trading Co. is bringing new Vitolas for several of its core lines. And then Dissident Cigars, which is also in that group, will be bringing the Revolt, the Dissident Revolt to PCA. So Fabrica Oveja Negra will have several different projects scattered across their different brands. Um, for those who follow them, which I've, that's a, that's a factory that I have been, you know, very into the last couple of years. They've made some really great stuff. Um, you know, Blackworks Studio, Dissident, you know, they've been some of my favorite of like the really smaller brands that are like, you know, really trying to, you know, get their size going. So, uh, excited to go catch up with them. You know, McAuliffe is rolling out the black, which we've already reviewed. Kevin reviewed, um, that's going to be the big cigar from McAuliffe. And if you've not read the review, you can head to smokingtobacco.com to read it now. But, um, I mean, I'd say I don't want to spoil it for you, but I kind of want to talk about it. So, And Kevin reviewed it, and he's right here. So, um, I mean, if you don't want to hear, cover your ears or pause the show. Um, it, it, Kevin gave it a 91. Um, for those who are familiar with Kevin from his reviews with other publications, um, that's a good score. Uh, I, I don't consider Kevin to be very easy on cigars. Um, I consider him to be very strict, which is one of the reasons why I wanted him to come do reviews for us because I, you know, I, if I was going to start doing reviews, I, you know, I wanted them to be kind of strict. I didn't want to just hand out, you know, good scores for everybody. Cause you know, I, you know, I kind of want to have some credibility too, but, um, I based, I've smoked this cigar a couple times. Kevin has smoked it and reviewed it. Um, I know Barbara smoked it. Uh, Mitchell is the only one I think from the team that hasn't smoked it in Nicole for obvious reasons. Uh, but it's a very good cigar in my opinion. Um, and Kevin, I'll, I'll let you chime in after this too. Cause I know you've also smoked a lot of McAuliffe stuff. I think this is probably the best cigar that McAuliffe has ever made. Um, not that their other stuff's bad. That's not what that means. It just, this was, this is the one where I was like, holy shit. Wow, this if this cigar doesn't like give them some more notoriety and momentum this year, I don't know because this that was a pretty damn good cigar. And uh, Kevin, you reviewed the cigar, and I'll let you talk about that for a little bit because I know that's going to be the big thing for McAuliffe at the show this year. Yeah, I was Im immediately impressed with it. It's like, it's, like you said, I mean, McAuliffe they make great cigars, and I've enjoyed smoking their cigars for many years. And when I lit this one, like even you know, just the cold draw on the cigars, you knew that it was something different. And then, you know, from first light, like literally the cigar just, it, it, it starts to build, you know, it kind of, kind of gets you a little peppery and it just it opens up your palate right away. So you can start tasting and just, wow, is, I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. Um, you can tell, you know, the, I know talking with Danny said that they definitely had worked on this for three years. So, I mean, you can definitely tell that they wanted it to be something special and they did everything within their power to make it something special and mission accomplished. Um, I've talked to several, several other friends that have smoked it. And I mean, Matthew's comment, you know, it, it, they've shared the same sentiment. It's like, wow. You know, I would never expected this. This is by far the best Macau cigar I've smoked. It's different. It's outside the box. And it's just an outstanding smoking experience. And then when you throw in the price point, I mean, it punches oh. way, way, way over its weight class. I mean, wow. 
for for I mean for eight dollars retail on this cigar, it's like you're almost doing yourself a disservice not to go buy it. <laughs> for eight, and that was one of the things that we talked about from the very beginning, because I smoked it on like the very first day it was available to anybody, which was at the two guys. Uh, on the Cigar Authority Day, when it went on the website, they had it on the they had it in store, and I was there. It was with Andy and Amanda, and so I I, I bought I bought a couple of them, and I, I smoked I smoked it with Andy, and I remember I was sitting with Andy. We were in the back of the the cigar um, the podcast studio upstairs at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and I mean I was I was still like doing my my light puffs, and I was I looked at Andy, and I just gave him that look like seriously, and I took that first few in and i was like damn and he was like right and i was like that's pretty good that's pretty good and it just continued all the way through it wasn't like it was just like oh no it kind of dropped like no it was it was good and it was funny because andy said it to me too he's like and at eight dollars and i was like oh shit that's this is only eight dollars like yeah and i was like for eight dollars i'm like there's a lot of cigars out there that are you know in this Dude, range, market, and for eight dollars, ten to four, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, this, 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 this crushes. I mean, I've I've smoked you know some cigars that that are claiming obviously not going to name names, but have claimed you know to be you know the next greatest thing that are in that twelve to fifteen dollar range, and the cigar just crushes them. You know, it's 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 amazing. I mean, like I think like every manufacturer now and again they always they end up having that one cigar that if you're not familiar with the brand or you've never smoked the brand before and you smoke it you instantly become a fan of the brand or it just it it opens up different avenues to different consumers for the brand i think this is the cigar from mcauliffe i mean it's people that 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 are aren't super familiar are going to learn mcauliffe and that's going to make them like mcauliffe and people that have kind of you know maybe it's not the you know, if their cigars aren't quite for me, if you smoke this, it's going to make you want to go back and revisit their old catalog because it's that good. I mean, it makes you a Macau Cigars fan. Now, Chris Van Aken says we need that in New York, and I, I'm I'm going to take a, a stab here and say that he's referring to that cigar being at $8 because I know that New York has a, has high tobacco taxes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Chris, if that's what you mean, I don't, I don't know if that's what you meant. I, I assume that's what you meant, but if, if that's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a perfect example. You have a cigar that, qu- yeah, he says, yeah. So yeah, I mean, a cigar of that quality at that price point, I mean, people like Chris who, who live in these areas, um, that's, that's a pretty big deal because, you know, when you only have so much money to spend on cigars and you live in an area that's already kind of, you know, tough with the taxes, I mean, Maybe not quite what Mitchell deals with in Canada, but you know, still there we have several states like New York and California. Um, I believe Hawaii is pretty bad. Massachusetts, where I live, is pretty bad, but I don't buy my cigars here, so Massachusetts can kiss my ass. Um, and I believe Vermont has a high tax. Maine has a high tax. Yeah, I mean, a cigar that 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 kind of quality for that that low of a price. I mean. Like Kevin said, you you you're gonna be doing yourself. It is you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't smoke that cigar. I mean, unless for some reason you really don't like it, but I mean, you like that cigar. You should be buying boxes of those because that's a great value. You're gonna get a great experience out of it. You know, which speaking of, 
taxes and you know kevin lives in the great state of nevada the battleborn state a big win recently uh, we talked a little bit about this uh with scott a few weeks ago um they recently just passed and it goes into effect july 1 just in time for the trade show when everyone comes to town uh, nevada has passed a 50 cent cigar tax cap um which goes into effect july 1 which is fantastic and kevin we were talking about this earlier because uh, and you actually gave me a great example, and I'm going to let you, if you remember, we were talking about like Davidoff specifically. Yeah, um, I mean it's 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 huge, you know. I mean, you know, you figure we had a 30% tax, and we still have a 30% tobacco tax, but now anything that's deemed a premium cigar is a 50 cent cap. So I mean, pretty much any cigar over like four bucks, you're going to see a significant savings on. Um, you know, if you take like, if you figure, you know, cigar figure markup is, you know, if you, the tax is obviously on the wholesale price. So if you figure you have, you know, a $9 cigar, you know, so you have, you know, 30% tax, you know, of, of four fifty, So it's roughly like a dollar 35 tax. Now that tax is 50 cents. So I mean, that's 85 cents. So I mean, realistically that $9 cigar is now going to cost roughly you know, a buck seventy less, and if you multiply that times, you know, box, you know, it's thirty-four bucks a box. Savings. Yeah, and that's I mean, up too. You know, if you get up to the fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty-dollar cigars, it's massive. You know, I mean, a box of Davidoffs. I mean, you're literally talking sixty, seventy dollars. You know, price difference on the shelf. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have an, any impact on MSRP, but you know, retail plus thirty is huge you know a 300 box of davidoffs is roughly you know 360 bucks you know now they're going to be you know you figure five dollars tax time sense that are going to be 310 bucks you know so roughly, roughly 50 dollars savings on a box it's massive yeah i mean and i believe this is the third tax cap law that they were able to pass just this year i can't remember where the other two were but i remember scott saying i think this is the third one that uh, they've gotten to go through, which is huge, and it is, and, and, and especially for the premium cigar people, especially, I mean, other tobacco products, look, I'm not going to sit here and just bash on them, because that's, that's not what I'm going to do, and it's really not my business, look, we don't, none of us smoke cigarettes, uh, none of us smoke machine-made, you know, processed tobacco stuff that you can find at a convenience store, it's not our thing, but, you know, whatever, it's just nice to see the premium cigars getting some, not a, not all, but some exemption, you know, mm -hmm. that's due because it's not, you know, I mean, if you look, if you want to tax the shit out of cigarettes because you're trying to stop people from, you know, smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and, you know, getting lung cancer and all this other stuff, that fine. I mean, it, it, you know, but premium cigars are different, you know, and we're going to, we've said it once, we've said it before. Um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's not the same. And, and, and to be treated the same as products that, you know, clearly, I mean, you know, are just so horrible. Uh, it, it's nice to see that degree of separation and not financially be penalized, um, for it either. Um, so again, I, I just wanted to say that cause I, I, I want to see more Box. of that. I wish we had that in Massachusetts, but you know, I think here we are tax. I think our tobacco tax is like 40 or 45%. It's, it's ridiculous. 
One step yeah, at a time. Been, one step at I know a time. They had, been, they had been pushing for an increase here. So, I mean, to see that cap on premiums is, I mean, it's it's huge. You know, the B&Ms here, I, you know, I went and uh, I got to smoke a cigar with one of the one of the individuals that was responsible for pushing that legislation through. And he says, you know, the retailers in the state, you know, and they're literally rejoicing because now, you know, people that buy a lot of cigars like myself, you know, I buy from out of state because with the taxes, just at the time you add the 30% and it just makes it so expensive to buy, you know, when you can get them out of state delivered here for less than what you would pay walking into the store. I mean, there's nothing to think about, you know, now with that 50 cent cap, I mean, it's competitive with pretty much anything you're going to find online anywhere. So now you can walk into the B&M and buy your boxes of cigars. It's just, it's, it's a win-win for anybody involved in the cigar. Support here. Them, help keep their lights on. And you also feel much more comfortable being like, Hey, are we going to smoke at home? Or maybe we should head to the lounge today. And like, you don't feel like, Oh, but it's so much more expensive at lunch. It's like, you know, you get that camaraderie, you get that, you know, community now that can grow at that, uh, at that community level. Mm -hmm. I would say the I mean, only, well, I was just going to add in the only thing that I think it, it doesn't, you're going to see a difference, but I don't think it's going to be like in the same way is, and this isn't even exclusive to like where Kevin lives, but because I had mentioned this to Kevin earlier, but then I kind of realized, well, yes and no. I mean, places on the, like on the strip, like the lounges, like eight lounge, Casa Fuente, Casa de Monte Cristo, like places like that. Yeah. I mean, the tax is the tax. Everyone has to play the same game with that, but you know, a lot of like touristy areas, you know, prices on cigars are already inflated. Like we have a place, we have one cigar bar in Boston left and it's grandfather. And some of you may have heard of it. It's called Stanza de Cigari. And uh, I've been in there and it's cool. You know, I mean, as a cigar smoker, I live in Boston. I like the North end. So it's like, sometimes if I'm down there and I want a cigar, like sure, I'll pop in, but I don't go and hang out there on the regular, you know, routine. Um, Cause that's, that's another one of those places. It's, it's like tourist trap pricing. So it's like, even when you beat the tax, like there's still going to be some places that, um, you know, you go into that, you know, charge like $27 for a, an acid blondie, which not that acid blondie is, you know, anything to, to beat up, but it, for $27, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's right. Um, I know eight lounge has got acid for like what? 30 bucks, Kevin, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that sounds about right. And I know there's another one that has just like Monte Cristo number twos are like thirty eight bucks, and it's just wow. So you don't really but, beat that, but you beat the tax when you decide you want to overpay for a cigar. You'll be paying less taxes on it. So I guess there's that. <laughs> well, the thing there too is, I mean, you know, the strip the strip stores, and I mean, there's a couple other lounges around town that are you know that I consider you know like experience lounges. I mean, you expect to pay more those because you're going for the you're not going for the cigar you're going for the experience you know where if you have a lot of other ones that are just a cash and carry place there you want to see you know that you want to see the reduced pricing and the good you know the good pricing and you guys have some good uh, local lounges out there um you have we las have vegas cigar Outlet. you have cigar warehouse uh you have en fuego um you guys have a la casa there don't you we have we have La Casa. We have Tapanash Social Club. Tap we have a new we have a new lounge opening up uh, in the southwest part of town where I'm at called Smoke. That's going to have um, they're claiming to have Nevada's largest humidor, and they're going to have a full service bar and a tapas bar. Oh, nice! So, 
you know, we have, yeah, Barbara just pointed out, we have Helio cigars up yep. in Summerlin. So, you know, uh, on that, he's, he's a great guy. I know the, uh, um, Lampert guys are involved. If you actually look at one of the Lampert, Lampert cigars, that's actually on it in a top hat on the band of that cigar. So that's kind of, that's kind of a neat local touch. Yeah, and, and you know, and Chris adds that too. Those types of places won't lower their prices. It's the experience, and that's true. And again, that's that's why. I mean, it, that's about the experience. So, um, you know, that that would be the only addendum I'd make is like, you know, don't forget some places you really won't see a difference because that's just the kind of place it is. But you know, you like Kevin said, the local places you go, where you go to cash and carry, you know, you're just going in to buy cigars and leave, um, which for most people is really the primary place. I mean, people don't go buy, people don't buy bulk at, at a lounge, you know, whether it's in the Vegas strip or it's in New York city or it's, you know, downtown Boston, the one we have, um, you know, or any place like that. I mean, that's, you're going there to buy singles and, and hang out. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, your local retails where you buy boxes and boxes and, you know, you probably buy a lot, most of your inventory if you don't buy online, yeah, you're going to see a big difference. And that, and those are the places that matter the most anyway because those are the places you are going to buy in bulk, and it does add up. So, I mean, you look at New Hampshire. New Hampshire, and I think it's New Hampshire and Pennsylvania. I think they're the only two. Um, there might be a couple more. But, like, for example, New Hampshire, that's the best state in the whole country because they have no sales tax and they have no tobacco tax. It is a flat zero. So when... A manufacturer tells you the MSRP is seventeen dollars. You're paying seventeen dollars out the door. That's it. Nice. Um, which is a luxury <laughs> to have uh, in my neck of the woods, um, in the great state of New Hampshire. And I hope that it never changes. Um, but uh, you know, at, at the same time, you know, I, I know that's not you know the case everywhere. So a fifty cent tax cap, you know, is probably as close as you'd probably get. I mean, what's your regular sales tax in Nevada? 8.38 in Clark County. It varies by county. So, Oh, it varies by county. So like us in Massachusetts, it's a 6.25 statewide. So, um, you know, which is not horrible, you know, and eight's not horrible, you know, but with the 50 cent tax cap, I mean, it's like, you know, it's definitely going to ease a lot. So, um, 12% sale tax here that's not even that's not even the worst part <laughs> you you say it like oh it's 12 percent here and it's like yeah but even, that's that's not compared to everything else that's that's nothing um because what's the tobacco tax 275 yeah. <laughs> percent yeah that's true and it's cute it's cute how they have such a high tobacco tax and then they're like oh don't forget the 12 percent sales tax it's like I don't even care about that anymore. <laughs> Got me paying through the nose for taxes. Um, but, you know, again, you know, you, uh, sorry, Kevin mentioned how, you know, he met someone who was um, part of getting that legislation put through. Sorry, I just dropped a band. Oh, oh I thought it went down. Late. Never mind. Um, you know, but again, those are the people who push for these things and whatnot. And Mitchell, I think you talked about this on the air one time but like you know like you look at the situation in canada like they didn't have people like the pca and all these petitions and all that stuff so when the, the when the legislation was introduced up there it just went right in because there was no opposition to it so 
they passed those ugly taxes and they passed plain packaging laws up there because you know they didn't have people who were going like whoa 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 like you know we don't agree with this and you know and, and like we have with pca and cra and all that stuff so that's why again like we, we talk about it and i know it sounds boring because it's like oh i'm so sick of about pca but it's like but that's what the pca does it's a lifeline you know um it's the barrier that stands between you know what you have now and what mitchell has to deal with i mean i can't even tell you the stress and agony that this team faces you know getting big amounts of cigars up to canada just for mitchell to have to you know be able to do what we do i mean it's a pain in the ass um i know i'm sorry no, and it's not your fault though, but it but it's it, it but you're also like a good poster child for the reason why we stress these things so much because you know if you don't want it to happen here, you know, yet you, you have to say something. You know what I mean? You know, it, it or or that happens. And Mitchell will tell you, it's not fun. It is not fun. So that's why we stress it. But anyway, uh, that's our that's our chit chat on on that. Um, but again, that's also what the PCA trade show is for, and that's why we make such a big deal out of it because you know not just I don't know what just happened. Whoa! I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, like a silhouette. That's like a silhouette of Matthew. I don't. I don't know what happened there. I don't even know how that. I don't even know how how that did that. I don't know if it did it on its own or. I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, the um. Sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, but the PCA trade So we go to the trade show and this new releases and all that, and that's fun and dandy. But at the end of the day, the money that people spend to attend the show and exhibit at the show and all that, you know, that all goes back to fund the lawyers and stuff who, who do fight that cause. So at the end, you know, that's what this trade show is all about. It's about raising money to, to fight legislation. So that's why we talk about it. It's why we stress it. And I know it's boring, but I do it. Because it's the right thing to do. You gotta fight, even if you think it's even if you think it's futile and worthless, you still have to fight. Because these guys have been trying to fight this here in Nevada for years and years and years, and and actually finally won. So, yeah. And what, so, in other words, what Kevin is saying is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, how long it takes or whatever it is. You you can win because they just did it. So, um, yeah. I don't uh, payroll. T oh, payroll taxes. Um, income, Kevin, help me tax? out on this. That's not income tax, though, right? Isn't payroll tax like a corporate tax that companies pay? Yeah, that's on... what the companies pay. Yeah, it's not your income tax. It's it's yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure though. It's varying. I think it's highly varying between provinces, but yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not crazy high. Like here, like here in BC, I guess we're kind of going a little bit of a tax standard here. In BC, we have like a decent amount of big tech. Like we have Amazon, um, Disney actually just opened a studio here uh, because in BC we have a lot of tax breaks for certain kind of companies. Oh, um, we've invited he, a lot sorry, of. He did mean income tax. Sorry. Oh, okay. So general income tax again, it's it's bracketed between twenty two. I think the highest bracket's thirty six percent. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Kevin, so. what's what's our federal tax rate? Well, I, oh, actually, I know it. I know it kind of depends on what you make at the end of the year. But on your standard deduction, what is the percentage that comes out for federal? 
I'm actually not sure. Well, I know Nevada. You guys have no. You guys taxes in years. Well, well, I know Nevada. You guys have no state income tax. Correct. We have no state or local. We have no state or local tax. They they get you on your auto registration here. I know New Hampshire has no state income tax. I forget what ours is. It's not that high. I remember correctly. I mean, it's Massachusetts, so I mean, it's, it's Massachusetts tax sucks, but I don't think it's like one of the. I don't think it's like the highest. I don't know exactly what the percentage is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the federal breaks. I don't even know what the brackets break down. But yeah, I, I mean, my tax guy goes sign here. I sign here. I'm not a big tax guy. If someone, I mean, I know there's brackets, so like depending on how much you make, then like the percentage increases, but. Um, here we are. We're having a full-blown tax conversation. Look at that. It depends on how much money you make. Yeah, how, how did that happen? New York is in the 5% area. Yeah, so the state in New York is 5%. I want to say Massachusetts is around the 5% area. I want to say that. That's all you guys pay for. Oh, my God. I want to say that's what it is. Yeah, but Mitchell, you have to understand something. In Massachusetts, and I'm sure New York is pretty similar, like, See, like, the difference, like, where Kevin lives, a lot of their taxes come from, you know, the tax on the gambling revenue and the tourist revenue and, you know, the hospitality revenue that they get. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much the bulk of what they have in the state of Nevada. Yeah, the, casino, the casinos drive the state huge. Yeah, that's the, casino, the casinos own that state. Between the, the casinos and all the government land that they use for all that other stuff. That's what runs Nevada. Massachusetts, New York, you know, much more denser populated metropolitan areas. Um, we also have taxes on, like, everything. Like, so, whereas, like, Kevin, like, they don't have state income tax. They don't have this. Like, New Hampshire has, people will tell you, like, New Hampshire has no state income tax. But then they're always quick to be like, yeah, but their property taxes are really high. So, they kind of make up for it there. New Hampshire is also a, a, a controlled liquor state. So, like, the state owns all of the liquor stores. And they use the liquor money for, I think, like the schools and the roads. And I think the yeah, same thing. With, I think the same thing with the lottery. They do that, but like they also don't. But they don't have like excise tax on vehicles. They don't have income tax on like your income that you make. They don't have like their the the road taxes are lower. Like the the the, the tax at the pumps, like for gas, is like lower. Like when you, you notice when you cross over the border. Like from Massachusetts to New Hampshire, it like drops and like it drops like twenty cents, fifteen cents sometimes because they, that's over. So like wow. they have less, they have like less taxes and stuff, but like on like on all the little stuff. But their property tax is like really really high. So like they make up for it there. Massachusetts, while all the percentages are not super high, there's just so many little taxes that you pay on like everything. So the actually the only thing we don't have tax on in Massachusetts, I think, is we don't have a clothing tax. So like if you buy clothes, I don't think there's like unless it's like over a certain dollar amount for like a single item. I believe we have like a just a zero tax on clothing, and I want to say unprepared foods. Yeah, that's that's I ours. Think, it's unprepared foods. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but other than that, like we pay taxes on everything. We got excise tax. We got fucking, we get everything. We get taxes on everything. So it's like, we have a lot of stuff that's spread around that adds up. So yeah, mm. it's, it just depends well, that, on, it depends on where you live. 
That smoking and tobacco segment was brought to you by H&R Block. The tax is smoking tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> this tax stuff is giving me a headache. Let's talk about my hockey team. <laughs> I don't know. How the fuck did we get stuck on this damn topic? Like, I don't know why. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, I, it's, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't. So I haven't been to any PCA shows, like, really, like, as a, a media person, right? So, and, you know, every year I feel like people – they talk about, oh, the PCA needs to get this better. They need to do that better. What do you hope to see PCA improve on that will make you feel like this was a better show? Like, what do you feel will make it that much better? Obviously, we I hear a lot of people talk about this opening party kind of thing. Entertainment. They compare it to TPA. But like, But, like, what about specifically these parties? Is it like... You know, they need better music. They need better food. They need more engagement. What do you think it is that the PCA could do that wouldn't cost them like literally a million dollars to to bring that, you know, they, they that you think they could do or that you maybe hope to see that? We'll start with you, Kevin. I'm going to defer to Matt where I compile my, my answer because I okay. mean – for me, for me, I mean, I've worked, I've worked the media side of it once. Typically, I've been on the, the manufacturing side for the majority of the shows that I've attended. So, I think obviously the entertainment is, I think, is the one that people talk about. You know, it's funny. Dan says, as a manufacturer, we desire attendance who buy, mm-hmm. um, and he's definitely right. I would say the caveat to what Dan says is to get more attendance to the show, you have to make the show appealing so that the people who will buy will actually come to the show and spend money. So he's not wrong, but I think it's like a multi-piece thing um, that gets to that. Basically, it's like a couple of little things that get to the point that Dan's talking about. So okay. I think I think what you're I think the, what you're looking for is kind of like a is like one answer that comes in like several pieces. Um, I know that the one that everyone talks about is the entertainment. You know, the opening night party, you know, everyone's always saying they want the party to be more like TPE. And I, I know why they're saying that. Kevin and I have both been to the TPE party several times. We know what that's like. And I get it. I mean, it, it, and look, anyone who's been to it, it's hard to be like, no, oh, like, who cares? It's like, it, like, if you've been to the TPE party, you know, like, sh- shit goes down. Um, so... Yeah, I mean it's cool. It's it's you know they get a, like a live band playing and it's it's very club like and you know they got gourmet food there and it's it's got more of like a, a a party vibe to it, not like a formal cocktail reception at like a you know White House <laughs> gathering kind of thing. Um, I don't really know how to explain it, but um, I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is people want. Um, to go to the show but not have to you know put another mortgage on their house to go uh, i know a lot of people have complained about how expensive it is um you know the host hotel right now which this is the last year at the venetian i know a lot of people complain how like hey the price is just so high to fucking go uh even though in las vegas there's hotels everywhere you could just stay somewhere else i i do remind like we well, don't have to stay at the host hotel you could stay at treasure island or you know Stay wherever you want to. I mean, there's like how, Kevin. How many hotels do you guys have there? Like two hundred and something uh, hotels. I mean, like, the, I mean, uh, you don't have to stay at the host hotel. I but forget I get how it. many rooms. 
I forget how many rooms total there are in town, but it's just, I mean, just on the strip, it's just, it's utterly ridiculous how many rooms are here. So, I mean, my only, my only argument against the people who say like, well, it's so expensive to stay there. It's like, well, I mean, you don't have to use a host hotel. You could go stay at any other resort. I mean, you got three star, four star, five star, you got, take your pick. I mean, there's so many hotels. Like, and I know like they're all relatively like on the price, but I mean, there, there are some that are, are much more forgiving on price that aren't bad to stay in. So, um, I, Okay, I mean, I know people complain about that, but you know. No, I think that's going to improve after this. I think that's. And so... then, and then I think the big one is I look. People kept saying they wanted it earlier. They didn't want the show in the middle of the summertime because you got a lot of stores who are in the colder areas. Who you know, the only busy time of the year is you know like end of May to like beginning of September, and then like it gets quiet again. So unless you live in like Florida or you know, Texas or, you know, wherever it's, you know, generally warm year round, um, you, you know, that's like a thing. If, you, if people don't want to leave their stores, like, oh, well, I don't want to leave my store because, you know, this is like the only like really major time of the year where it's so busy and I want to be in the store while it's super busy and I want to take time off when it's not that busy. So I think you get a lot of people like that. Now, there are there, look, and I've heard people argue against this, like, oh, you can't leave your store. Are there bigger stores that have bigger staffs whose ownerships and GMs and all that can leave the store? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that the majority of cigar shops in the country are not like Corona and Two Guys Smoke Shop and Smoke Inn and Atlantic and Famous. You know, there are smaller stores where like the owner like runs the store and like maybe has a couple of people who work there. And so it's it is difficult for them to just get up and leave their store during a time when they're really really busy. Um, so I do I I know that's a valid point. So I think you know the moving of the show earlier in the year. As much as I don't like the time because it's such a busy time, I I, I I I understand the fundamentals of it. It makes sense. Um, I think getting out of the Venetian Expo Center and going to the Las Vegas Convention Center and then other cities after that. We don't we don't know about that yet. Um, that could help. You know. A little bit cheaper um, other hotels because of that move to stay in that maybe won't be as expensive you know now you start looking at all right so now it's like not as expensive to get there and go more people who live in those smaller who own those smaller shops i think would be more and up to spend the money and travel to the trade show and then now you get them there and now you have people who maybe have never heard of mccalla for you know some of these other brands right who are you know willing to take a chance and bring it in now you've got them there and then they poke around and, you know, the, hey, well, you know, it didn't cost us so much to get here. We're here and, we you know, maybe we got a little bit more money to spend now. Yeah, maybe we will place that order with McAuliffe Cigars and finally give them a try or, um, you know, so I think it's a combination. I think, And then, you know, of course, you know, people are like, hey, I'm, I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to go on this, like, you know, business trip, so to speak, because that's kind of how it, people look at it. It's like, hey, like when I'm done doing that, like I want to unwind because I'm walking around a trade show and I'm talking about prices and ordering and all that. And all, like at the end of the day. I want to have a nice dinner, and then I want to have some like you know nighttime entertainment. I want to unwind, so yeah, people want to have stuff like to look forward to, and you know, I so I think it is. It's a combination of several factors that create one experience. You know, we've used that term earlier on the show. I think it's an experience to go to the trade show as much as it is to, you know, do business. Um, and I, th I think that the PCA is like kind of slowly getting there, um, and it's starting to show. Uh, but Kevin, I will let you add to that. Yeah, I mean that's one of the one one of the things. I mean that Vegas has that, you know, 
that makes it unique is, I mean, it's just, it's endless entertainment, you know, after the show or, you know, if Randy. you want to come in a couple of days early or stay a couple of days after, you know, you've got a million one different things that you can go do. Um, I agree. I think it's better to move it up earlier, you know, because I know the summer heat is, there's a lot of people complain about the summer heat. For, for me and living out here and traveling eastward during the springtime of the year, the only thing that I foresee that could be a potential issue, and I mean, it's a small issue, but a potential issue nonetheless is going to be weather impacted travel during that time of the year. Because in some parts of the country, you can True. still have goofy snowstorms and blizzards and stuff. You know, I mean, we've missed a couple trips to Florida because of blizzards in Texas. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you never know. The last two TPEs, as you know, because those take place early in the year, I've gotten stuck in Vegas, which I'm happy it works out that way and not the other way around. Um, you well, you're a little late getting here this year. I was. I was. I, 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 bl- I, blame my, I blame my, I blame my travel agent um, for, for booking, you know, the flight, like, you know, the night before the trade show begins. Cool. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, it. That sucked. I was on that plane for like eleven hours. I'm like, let's wrap this fucker up. Like, we tossed it out. We tossed it out and picked you guys up at the airport. So, yeah, yeah, you guys were supposed to pick me up at the airport at like nine o'clock, and I think by the time I got in the car, it was twelve thirty. And I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, and you know, I'm in the air, finding I'm going to Phoenix, and the pilot didn't even tell me. Flight Aware told me. I'm like, I, I, I think we're going to Phoenix, and then for like forty five minutes. You know, me, you, and Nicole, and even, I think I was texting Coop, too. Like, we're preparing to rent a car and start a journey through the desert at nighttime for four and a half hours from Phoenix all the way through Arizona up until Las Vegas through the <laughs> desert at nighttime, which Coop was like, I mean, I don't know if you want to do that. And I'm like, Coop, I don't have a choice. If I don't do that, I'm going to miss the first day of the show. And he's like, ah, I know. That's a tough one. And then, um, so we're going to uh, refuel and we're going to head back to Vegas. I'm like, fucking thank God. I did not want to make that drive. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. That was but, scary. Yeah, a, a springtime <laughs> show here, though, is going to be It's going to be a, a little bit better experience. People are going to be out and be able to get out and get around and, you know, walk on the strip and, you know, not be in 115-degree temperatures. And I agree. Just You'll be able to, you'll be able to do your thing. I think, I think, I think it's going to be a lot more successful. Just the the date change, you know, and going right back to your whole point about you know summer is busy for the shops. You know, do that's you... like that's a busy time. You don't want to leave. You know, you don't want to leave in prime time. Do you think manufacturers need to be more available outside of trade show time? to entice people to maybe feel like it's worth it for them to come out. Do you think that would add to the trade show value where, you know, the PCA hosts, like, you know, they're doing this, this year, they're doing these, uh, these events, these after hour events and these, uh, what are they calling it? The, uh, they're schmoozing events. Do you think, uh, like manufacturers, need to maybe commit a bit more time to say being available for those kind of people. Cause I know in the industry, 
there's manufacturers and there's a lot of them. There isn't just a handful. There's a lot of manufacturers that people kind of view as rock stars or as like these key figures. And some of them you don't get any time on the trade show floor with because they're so busy, right? You maybe get your, you know, your 20 minutes to place your order and then, and then off you go. Um, do you think that that would be a, be a thing that uh, would entice more people to come and maybe like increase the vibe of the show? And again, like you can have multiple events with multiple different key figures attending them. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's always something I've seen. Like, you know, whenever, whenever a manufacturer goes and they do their, you know, their tours and they, they have in-store events and they're getting, you know, all these people in and all this engagement, um, you know, putting that kind of model into the trade show as well. And having these like after hour key figure events, it's like, you know, you could even just sell tickets to it where it's like, you know, there's only going to be 300 seats and those 300 people get, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with these five manufacturers for this night. Right. And, do you think that would be something beneficial or do you think manufacturers I, would want to? I, I could see that being beneficial if you did something like that and tied it to product purchase to make it financially viable for them. So, you know, you come out, we're having the special event. It's by invite only. We're only inviting X amount of people. The ones that get to go are going to have a shot to buy, you know, get, you know, you buy 10 boxes you get you know four boxes or something something like that i don't know how the finances work on that from the manufacturing side of it i haven't ever really been involved in that but it needs to be something where both parties you know it's it's worth it for the it, it entices the retailer and makes it financially impactful for the retailer to come mm -hmm. and then it makes it financially impactful for the manufacturer because in turn they're spending the money to put this on but they're selling more product because these guys are coming because of that. Yeah, I know that um, at the end of the day, the most important aspect to the trade show is the retailers, right? Because manufacturers can spend all the money they want on boots, product, get the staff there, ready to go. Media just shows up to talk to them. But you know, without the retailers coming to the show, it kind of means nothing. So the most important people at a trade show are the retailers. Um, I would say the more resources you can give those retailers to make them feel that they have the most value out of making that trip to the trade show for everything that it encompasses. And if you can provide all of those amenities and all of those resources and you know, access to manufacturers and whatever it is, um, you know, that's, you know, one of the major things that, yeah, will entice them to come to a show. Um, and not only do you get them to come to a show, but, you know, if you make them feel good about it, you know, people usually spend more money when they're in a good mood. Uh, you know, when's the last time you were in a, a, a shit mood or you were, you know, not having a great time and you were like, I'm going to drop a lot of money. People drop a lot of money, or they spend maybe more than they planned on to. I mean, not dangerously, but you know, well, fuck it. Let's 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 spend a little bit more. Let's take the chance when they're in a good mood. And I think that's where like the several layers of this whole experience that I'm gonna kind of circle back to, kind of come back into play, is 
you know, again, it's another layer, right? But if you have all those layers that all together make that one experience, you know, manufacturers will come, they will be happy, they will spend money um, and make the show successful, which in turn makes the entire industry successful. And on a consumer level, when the retailers come to the show, they have a good show, they have a good time, you know, they stock up on existing products that sell, they get some new products in that they, you know, maybe can turn their customers onto some new things. It's good for the consumer because the consumer who, you know, maybe doesn't order online and they rely on their local B&Ms, you know, for when they need stuff, you know, that, that is their, that's their place. That's where they get it. You know, they, maybe they don't shop online. Maybe they don't go to whatever other shop. They, they go to this shop and this shop and like, that's, that's where they buy their cigars from, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's important because, you know, you have a good show, you have inventory, you have new things to show them. People who, people who like to try new things, which, um, think most cigar smokers today with the exception of maybe some of the much older people who are kind of still kind of set in their ways from 30 years ago um you know are very open to just trying a lot of new things so you know again someone once said to me like hey like you know how does the show you know impact the consumers who you know don't go to that show because it's a it's an industry show but how does it affect them well it affects them when you put on a good show that has all of the layers of the experience that makes retailers want to spend the money and take the time away from their stores to come to attend a show like that to do business, find products, restock on products, whatever. Um, and then even meeting with manufacturers and like, you know, some of those higher profile brand owners, right? The Rocky Patels, the Carlito Fuentes, the George Padrones, the, the Pete Johnsons and, you know, the Nick Perdomos, um, you know, and you, and you build a relationship, too. And then not only are you ordering cigars from them, but now it's like, oh, hey, like, Nick Perdomo is going to come to our little store in, you know, wherever and going to do a Perdomo event. And now my consumers can come to their local cigar store. They don't have to travel. They can get their cigars at our hometown cigar store, and they get to shake hands with Nick Perdomo and talk to him about the cigars and an experience that they probably would not get. Um, and I think that's an important part of it, too. And, you know... Getting them to the show, buying cigars, but also building those relationships. And then, you know, you get to do shit like that. And, again, those are all things that are important for the con the retailer for to come to the show. But it also that's how it affects the consumer is because the more the retailer does and builds and buys at a trade show is based on the resources that they get out of that show. And then it directly affects how the consumer receives that on the other end when they go to their local B&M. There's a big component of that too on the on the, the retailer side of having um, properly trained staff, you know, to where you have your staff. You, with social media, you see a lot of the manufacturers building excitement and not talking about this cigar and about this product and people see it online and all, you know, I see a lot of people talking about this, I want to know this, I want to know that. It's a lot of times that they'll bring those in to the lounge or into the cigar shop and you'll go in looking for it and you know you guy working in the other way you know it's it's like there's there, you, you need to build the excitement that's surrounding the product you know i mean 
when new stuff comes out, there's an excitement, especially with social media out there. You know, um, the two guys that, that that I know personally that build up a lot of that, you know, is Terrence Riley and Mickey Pig. I mean, they're getting those guys they're out there, they're constantly traveling, they're out there with the consumers, you know, they're, they're constantly in the shops and they're educating the staff, educating the consumers and building excitement. And without the excitement, people aren't going to buy the stuff. So if you make the effort to build the excitement, when you go to the show, they're going to spend money, you know, because you're going to have people that are asking for that, wanting it, and they're going to buy it. Yeah, and Kevin, you're or right. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett Robinson's here, and he says, "Sorry, I'm late." Um, but uh, sorry, I just I lost my train of thought. Garrett distracted me. Uh, I got I, I saw Garrett Robinson's name pop up, and I got so excited that I just my my brain went blank. I was like, "Oh no, how am I ever gonna survive?" I got this no. this stud right in front of me. Uh, can you start over, please? Uh, no, but you, no, but you can listen to it later on the downloads if you like and subscribe. Yeah, let's start over. Uh, Coop, Coop grew a beard, and he got some smoking tobacco. Yeah, yeah. and I got hair. How about that? Yeah, Coop, Coop got some hair, got a beard, some smoking tobacco swag, aged uh, very gracefully another 20 years, and, uh, you know. Oh, my. There he is. And, and, and I will say humbly that there is absolutely not a chance in the world that I could ever fill Coop shoes. So. No. I don't. I don't think. Not, not I don't think anybody could. Not even a chance. I mean, that's like he's, he's like legend status. Definitely legend status. Coop is a um, very mysterious um, individual. I don't know an, how. Another. He, hey, Kevin another, another interesting thing. Again, because I've never been there in the past, but I know certain figures have been there. What do you think the effect of having like? publicly famous people on the trade show has do you think that like obviously it has a positive effect but do you think that in any way can maybe entice more retailers to come to shows even if they're not necessarily uh in the cigar industry per se but even just having them there on the floor or in a booth representing a certain brand like obviously last year we had guy fieri and um, rumor is that he will most likely be there this year. Um, you know, we have the Chaz Palminteri cigar coming out this year, and he's going to be there, I think, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Maybe, yeah, the first and second day. Do you think that has any pull on um, bringing more retailers onto the show floor and, and getting them signed up and coming to the PCA? And do you think that there should be, again, not necessarily to get them making a cigar, but even just if they're known in the cigar world to have enjoyed cigars, having them there on the show floor, do you think that has any pull or it's just kind of like, like, you know, a cherry on the top and it's just a cool thing that's there. I was waiting for Kevin to go first. Sorry. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. If, if the celebrity is involved, remains involved and it's a solid product, Yes. If it's if they're just there as a face, it's not a solid product. They're, they're not really they're not really out supporting it. Maybe not. You know, I mean, to see, you know, Guy Fieri in a Super Bowl interview with an Espinosa knuckle sandwich T-shirt on smoking a knuckle sandwich cigar advertising like that is massive. You know, and you just you don't see a lot of the celebrity types. At least I haven't that are but, out there doing that. You know, if you have somebody of that caliber with 
a quality product, which I mean, I think the knuckle sandwich is a great cigar. You know, he's, he's a hundred percent in, he's not just there for, for flash or whatever. He's literally actually in there getting his hands dirty involved in pushing the product. If you can do that. I think it'd be huge. But say for example, like not, even outside of just like them creating their own brands or, or getting into the industry, um, say even just like one year they could convince like Michael Jordan to be on the show floor and they're like, Hey, Michael Jordan's going to be at the PCA. I think the trade show is shut down and Michael you Jordan. know, you can meet him or even Arnie. Cause I know Arnie, I think one time did show up to the PCA. If I'm, if Oh, I'm, did he? I, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I thought I heard one time he may have walked through the show or maybe it was someone else. But like, do you think hey, that guys, this is the PCA <laughs> show? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think that, do you think that that could help? Again, they don't necessarily have to be willing to um, get into the industry like Guy has in terms of making a cigar, or even not even like high high end people like that. But do, again, because at the end of the day, like you said, you know, manufacturers are there and they want more retailers to show up that are going to spend money, and retailers want to show up and make it worth their time, both financially and even just like you said, entertainment wise. Um, yeah, just just a yeah. Look at that. Arnold was there in 2013, but he was on the floor before the doors officially opened. Yeah. So again, maybe these people, obviously, like again, it's because we're in an industry that is, you know, socially looked upon maybe under different light. A lot of these people don't necessarily want to be associated with it. Um, so maybe Why that's like an unfortunate factor. But uh, you know, do you think the industry should maybe? try or at least the pca and manufacturers try to like reach out to these people to to make these kind of things happen i don't know just just you know throwing throwing ideas out i mean i've seen i've seen stuff like that kind of work i mean i was involved in the firearms industry previously and you know attended many a shot show and i know like they would have some sometimes they would have celebrities in the booth for shot show and i mean that particular day was definitely a higher foot traffic day because those guys were there you know i know i mean i've been to shows where they had you know, Michael Rooker was there, and then Arlie Emery, a gunny, you know, he, he was there in the booth all day signing autographs and taking pictures and that. I mean, having those guys in the hall, there was, there was a vibe in the air, mm-hmm. you know, and you could see you could see a difference. Did it impact sales? Did it, did it you know, did manufacturers that paid the money to be there, did they benefit from it? I don't know. But yeah, it definitely was it was definitely a noticeable vibe change with those guys in the room. I'm gonna hopefully Drew Estate can bring someone next year. Well they've got some they've got some pull. I mean, it is it is nice and like Kevin said, if you know if they do it right, you know, and they actually get behind it, it yeah, it could be special. Um it sounds like, you know, what Alan just said, you know, in 2013, Schwarzenegger was um, was walking the floor. He actually he followed up and said he was there, but he actually walked the floor before the doors opened. So um, I don't think he was just you know re- regularly mingling. But he's also I've seen Pete Rose, Ed Reed, Titus O'Neil, Rick Ross, Roman Chocolito, Gonzalez also there. Um, you know Guy Fieri was there last year. Uh, hopefully again this year. Chaz Palminteri's coming this year. Um, I've met Russell Peters on the trade show floor. At the Rocky Patel booth, for those who know who that is. Uh, uh, I've met Russell Peters, yeah. Well, you should. 
being Canadian, you know, it's the pride of Mississauga, you know. <laughs> um, the uh, I know Big Poppy, David Ortiz, Red Sox legend, I believe was at PCA the first year that uh, at the time Tobacco Larry El Artista, now just Artista, launched the Big Poppy cigar. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I'm sure there's other celebrities that have been there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. Look, I mean, another example is like the Jeremy Piven cigar. Um, that cigar came out. I think he made like one little video on his phone talking about it, and like that was it. And I don't even see that cigar anymore. I don't even hear about it. Um, Carl Malone. I remember the Carl Malone came out, and I heard a lot of people say it's not that great. And then within a year, I didn't see it in any of the stores I was going to that had it be again. And that was kind of where I was I had mentioned, you know, about if it's a good product and they stand behind it and continue to push it, it works. Yeah. But if they're just a flash in the pan, you know, one one time, one hit wonder, show up at one show and try to move it, I don't think it works. Yeah, and I and I think that's the problem. And I think that Espinoza went into it, you know, like, hey, like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna make a great cigar. We're not just gonna like make something and just put your face on it and hope that people buy it. Like, we're gonna make a great cigar. And Guy Fieri actually got behind it and you, gave it the public recognition that, you know, it should. And that's why it's successful. And, you know, Dan had mentioned, well, well, you know, that's a special case. And it is a special case, but I think we might disagree on why it's a special case. And I think the reason is it's a special case because he was one of the only ones that actually gave a shit. And the manufacturer actually gave a shit when they made the cigar. They weren't just banking. The people would just buy it because it had his name on it. They're like, well, I mean, it has to be good. So they made a great cigar. And then they got a guy who was willing to put in the time for it. And so now together, it's a success. And, you know, we will see if that continues with all the celebrity collabs. Now, Kevin, you mentioned in the comments here, Metallica, DE. Do you think Drew Estate have the pull to get James Hetfield no. at the PCA? No. no. It would no, cost too much money. There's no way that they could spend that kind of money. It, it, it now, would, it I'm would not cost saying too much money to get, get Metallica to play, but I'm just saying get James in the booth at PCA for a day. Like he shows up for whatever, two hours to sign autographs. Do you think they have the pull? I don't know. I don't that's, know. That, I mean, that, that's still, I mean, that's still, I mean, if, if if they're on tour, no. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're, I mean, if they're on tour and have to be playing a date like here or in LA or someplace where he's close and it's not that big of a deal to fly him in and do it, maybe. Okay. But I don't think I don't think you would actually be able to get somebody like that to just show for the show. I mean, you gotta remember too, like Metallica, you know, in the '90s, young band been around since you know been around 10 years or so you know okay the 2000s Metallica's getting to that point now where they've been around so long and they're still so relevant and they're still so popular that they're kind of becoming like that that like rolling stone status or like um you know where they're just they're really big now and Mm -hmm. bigger than they were even 10 15 years ago and you know not that Guy Fieri is not a big deal, but I mean Metallica, man. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 I mean that's 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 a big yeah, that's, deal. 
entirely next level. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes back. You know, guys my age. You know, we were kids when they came out, and they were massive, yeah. and they're still popular. And now they're actually starting to attract the younger audience again. So I mean, that's, yeah, you know, it's just that's that's a whole next level. I mean, from the celebrity standpoint, you know, Guy Fieri being in, in involved in the cigar world is, you know, it's next level. You know, there's I mean, nobody's done anything anything like it that has been as successful as it is. So, I just I just want to let Garrett yeah, Robinson know I have a lineup of robustos that I'm gonna to smoke tonight. But anyway, Kevin, keep going. No, I'm I'm seeing these comments going across the screen, and it's hard to talk and not laugh. <laughs> I know there's a lot of good comments here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you did you missed on that, Garrett. I I did yeah. I, I did call you out. Um, I don't know my pronunciation, but it would. I think it would be massive. I think it would really. I think something like that, getting James onto the onto the show floor, would uh, would entice a lot of people to to come to the the trade show. Whether again, like you said, that converts into sales, and like I said, it'd be an absolutely massive way for DE to come back to the trade show with featuring James. Like, dude, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. If look, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If any company could get somebody like James Hetfield to the PCA trade show, it's Drew Estate. Exactly. But will they actually get that done? I don't know. Um, it it's gonna be tough. It would but, be. It's very tough for sure. But if anyone could Again. do it, it would be them, and it would be like JD there too, being like, "We got James of course. Hetfield." You know, uh, all you know, doing their thing with you know DJ Eli in the booth, like yeah, like that's that's the place, um, for sure. But actually making it happen is another story. <laughs> what you, you say? Think the, if you think the booth is loud now? Imagine if Metallica was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, that that would that would hall. be worth it though. That would be worth it though. I mean, I would just I would just say fuck the show. I'm gonna watch that i mean i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i mean who wouldn't um well let's uh how about, how about a cigar check-in i i finished my cigar i don't know if you guys are still Look at mitchell running this show tonight this is fucking great you know i feel like i'm not you know this is cool mitchell's like asking all the, i know mitchell's asking all the questions you know i'm focusing i'm reading, not here to I'm reading all, around yeah coop's <laughs> not here to like push me around and be like well, you know um <laughs> you know as far as that goes uh that's for garrett but uh i get more time to read all this is a lot of comments tonight so i'm, I'm getting yeah you're this. you're busy reading comments i got a lot going on um no this is good i, I have to say it. this this is probably my favorite opus x um this was really really good uh, for a cigar that I I see regularly go for, um, I don't know. I actually don't know what the MSRP on this cigar is because I don't believe that it's actually available in the U.S. Um, so I I regularly see it with the people who do sell it around two hundred dollars a cigar, um, but uh, I actually I don't know what the actual like MSRP is. So, but it's a great cigar. It's good. It's probably one of the best Opus X's I've ever smoked. Um, very delicious, very enjoyable. Um, where are you guys? Nice. At? Yeah, you want you still on that Leanda there, Kevin? Yeah, I'm still still on the Leanda. Um, 
definitely my favorite favorite size for this cigar. I mean, I'm I'm a Toro guy. It's, I really like the Toro cigars. I mean, right now it's like it's really it's uh, there's a lot of like saltiness and nuttiness in it right now towards the end, and it's not super strong. So you know, nice medium, maybe medium full, and nice full flavor. Nice, yeah. My my Bass Reeves, I I ripped through it pretty quick. I got to about this point, and then I don't know, it got a little a little muddled on me. So I thought I'd just rest it down and lay her down for the night. And I uh, decided to light up another cigar we've reviewed this year. Oh yes, the Black Diamond, Diamond I, Crown Black Diamond. I forget. Would you score that? Uh, go on to smokingtobacco.com and find out. That's the right so, answer. This kid pays attention. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun review. I did give it a very nice score. Um, I thought the reblend on this was very nice. The construction on, on all these I've ever smoked is just superb. Great draw, great ash, great burn line. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've, all, I've enjoyed every single one I've smoked. So, um, Great cigar. Great cigar. Well, ladies and gents, um, what were we at for time here? Oh, okay. We, oh, that show is going quick. Um, the, uh, sorry, I forget where we were at before that. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Metallica. Yeah, I mean, you know, time will tell, but we'll see if it happens. Um, it would be cool, though. I mean, Drew State is going to come back next year, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they come back with a little flash in the pan. Who knows? Um, we had a question earlier that I, I did want to go back to mm. and um, because some people didn't get to hear. It was actually from Kevin O'Connor. And any new cigars that will be coming out soon that you guys are looking forward to? I, I don't think that specifically. We got, we, got, we got into what's coming out, but I don't think we got into what we personally um, really want to try. And I'm going to defer to you, gentlemen. Because I'm in charge, and I say that you guys go first, so then I can think about my answer a little bit, because there is a lot that I want to try, and I don't know how I want to prioritize. So, with that, Mitchell, you're the one that probably I'll, has to try the most, because you don't have the most access to stuff, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'd say the top three things, like obviously, you know, we've already mentioned Macau Black, I haven't tried it yet. I really want to get my hands on that, I'm sure I'm going to smoke that on the trade at the trade show. Well, that we can make um, happen. Yeah. Uh, another one that I'm really, really excited for, you know, uh, at Atabay was probably one of the first ever Connecticut shade cigars that I that I puffed on and just said, wow. And I've smoked multiple of them. Uh, probably one of the only Connecticut shade cigars I've gone back to multiple times. And so just, uh, yeah, having the black, uh, I really want to try that, kind of see what the the depth of flavor a slightly darker wrapper will do to it. I don't know exactly what the whole reblend is. If he's Alfonso's blended everything to just kind of revolve around that, or if it's just a wrapper change. Um, and then another cigar again, there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, line extensions in terms of like the tolls and stuff and not like a huge amount of brand new stuff, but, Something that kind of piqued my interest, uh, a little bit of smaller brand, the Pistani Connecticut. Um, yeah, I would agree on that one. You know, I want to try that one. It's, yep, that's on my it's, list too. It's coming out of Nika Sueño. It's, kind of, 
Nico Sueno branching into again. I think is that the first Connecticut by Postania? I think Postania. Yeah, that's their yeah. that's their first one. Yeah. So you know, it's always it's always cool to see when when a company again more again obviously Nico Sueno known for their Manbaco, that stronger, fuller flavored stuff, and uh, seeing what they can do with something probably more on the medium range. Uh, and yeah, I'd say those are kind of like my top threes the black, two blacks at a Bay black and Macal black and, uh, the Pistania Connecticut. Those are your three interesting choices. Very interesting choices. Um, Kevin, what about you? Yeah, so I'm on the Pistania as well. Yeah. yeah that, that one's actually, that one's actually one of my three. Um, another one is the, uh, the new, um, Frantego Specialis. I'm actually looking forward to trying that. Yeah, that's a Lancero. Yeah, that's going to be good. I'm I'm kind of like I'm a I'm a ner- I like Honduran wrappers, so it's like I'm kind of a Honduran tobacco nerd, and that that's actually going to be that's going to be an interesting experience. I think I'm really looking forward to trying that one. It sounds delicious. Yeah, six and a quarter by thirty-eight. Um, Honduran grown wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers from the Dominican and Nicaragua. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the, nice. the other one that, that actually is really has my interest peaked is a new one from Luciano. The, um, um, now I just totally forgot what it's called. It's, uh, what is it called? The Istanbul. Yeah, I have it right here. That that cigar sounds very interesting. I know, like traveling through Germany a few years ago and getting to try some stuff over there that you know haven't gotten to try here. It's 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 going to be interesting having that influence just to see what the cigar comes comes out like and if it is truly something really different. Yeah, and the pack. I mean, the presentation, the packaging looks amazing and. You can head over to smokingtobacco.com to see it. It's in our Cigar Industry News. It's also under our PCA 2023, um, you know, coverage tab at the top. Um, the box is just, it's just this really, like, I don't want to, the first word that comes to mind is formal, but I don't know if I like that. It's just, it's very nice. It looks very elegant. Cl- elegant colonial like it just it's classic uh the band on the cigar is really cool it almost has like this postage stamp vibe to it with the with the little um just the little curvature and the little uh the little ripples over the edges and um it's just very nice it's, it's a very elegant presentation um something a little bit different than what i think we would i mean not too different but just different in his portfolio um i mean the Maria Lucia was pretty nice too. The way that was packaged and the banded, and, and it looked very nice. But I mean, this this is a very very clean, classic look, um, and I would say that's definitely on my list. I mean, Luciano's cigars have never really been a letdown for me either. Uh, that's just another brand where, you know, they're pretty consistent among their releases. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one that's a must try. I mean, Maria Lucia was one that we heard a lot about last yeah. year. And that was a great cigar, and you know this this has that potential. So, definitely excited to see how much that one lives up to it. Um, I'm excited for um, Crown Heads. You know, kind of well, they're not really the same, but kind of on that same train of thought, I guess. Previously, 
Uh, Crown Heads comes to mind. Um, I know that they have uh, their PCA exclusive. They got a Lipitissier, I believe it's a Bellicoso coming out, uh, which I'd love to try. I like that size, and um, I liked that cigar in larger formats, so I'm looking forward to try that. They're also, I believe, are they also launching um, the uh, Osgener family cigars? The uh, Is it the, the red one? What do they call that one? The pine. Uh, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but that's my job. It's what I. It's what I. It's what they pay me for. Um, I don't think Oz Jenner's made any official releases that they're saying they're going to be showing anything. New. I didn't think so, but then I I thought that that was a cigar that they were doing and it was coming out the show. Is it the is it the pie something? The one they said is going to taste like the color red. I thought that was coming out of the show. Well, the pie is the name I can't pronounce. That came out last year. Pie synesthesia. It did come out yeah. last year? Yeah. yeah. But they might be expanding on the line, and it might have been teased. I thought I heard so something about it. Hmm. I still haven't had that cigar, but I thought Rather. it wasn't out. I, I don't know why I thought it wasn't out yet, but that was just a fuck-up on my part. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Disregard that, then. For, forget that. Um, they had oh, the Aromas that was shipped in March, but here's the cigar that that Coop's smoking. Cavalier Geneva is adding the Inner Circle Domain Rogue or Rouge, or Rogue, um, which is going to come out of PCA this year. Um, we saw the first iteration of the Inner Circle last year, and I smoked that cigar and I thought it was pretty good. Um, something a little bit different, you know. It was I think it was the first cigar that didn't have the gold diamond on it that Cavalier is, you know, predominantly known for. Uh, but it was a good cigar. It looks like they're expanding on that blend this year by adding something new. Um, another brand that, you know, smaller brand, but, you know, they're very consistent with a lot of the stuff they've done. I've pretty much always enjoyed what they have. So I, I'm very excited to see how this one stacks up to everything else. Um, oh, here's another one. Don Doroteo. Don Doroteo is adding a new cigar this year. That's right. Don Doroteo, a brand that maybe you just heard of because the wonderful Garrett Robinson has been bringing some life to it. Um, they are bringing a new cigar to the trade show called Salt of the Earth. Sorry, another yawn. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I had, like, no yawning going into the show, and then I finally sat down and that was it. Yeah, Don. That boring. No, it's just I've just been going at it all day. Um, yeah, they're bringing the salt of the earth to the trade show, which I believe will be in two different formats. It will. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find this. Yes, the salt of the earth line represents a significant milestone for Don Toro as it showcases the brand's commitment to crafting exquisite cigars and embodies the collection. Will introduce. Two remarkable blends, each carrying its own distinct personality and character. The, and Garrett's the grammar police, and he represents this brand, so I know I'm going to hear it later. Uh, the, the Piedra Viva Livingstone and the Piedra Angular Cornerstone. So they will have two new cigars at the trade show this year as well. Interested to try. Don Doroteo is still a newer brand for me, and I think a lot of people... 
Um, so still trying to kind of get to know that brand a little bit more and excited to see kind of what their next iteration is like. Um, you know, I know that they, I think Garrett said they have a, a new booth or something this year. And, well, they're, they're claiming. Oh, no, that's right. No, that's right, Joe. Mitchell. Don't you remember? He was real cocky, and he was like, we're going to have the best booth at the trade show. And I best. was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> booth at the trade show. Do you remember that? That's what they've already claimed. He said He's that. He's claimed it. He yeah, did he, say it. He did say that. That's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, there's, apparently there's a lot of hype on Don Duroteo because as Garrett Robinson, vice president of sales, has said, yeah, we're going to have the best booth at the trade show. Uh, we're going to win the booth award. Oh, okay. We'll see. Maybe they're gonna have. Maybe they're gonna have Radio XX during the length of the show. No, they're not in town. I already asked them. <laughs> I texted. I texted Ben Carey. I'm like, you guys playing like this week? And he's like, nah. I'm like, damn it. It's <laughs> <was> like shit. <laughs> I was getting ready. I was gonna text Andrew. Uh, Andrew Tolzman. Be like, hey, you want to go on another mandate? Let's go see Radio XX again. They're not in town. I'm like fuck. Ah. Damn it. That would have made the whole PCA yeah. experience just complete for me. You know? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You so. know, I have one more to add to my list. Go ahead. Um, that's actually not, not smoked any of their cigars is the Hoot and Young. Yeah. With the, with, with the tie to the, to the whiskey, with the Hoot and Young American whiskey, it's going to be interesting for me to see, you know, if they go down and say, you know, this cigar goes with this whiskey, this cigar goes with that whiskey. You know, it's going to be, that's going to be, interesting and i hope it's there's there's a huge potential there for for you know building great pairings and i think i'm i'm going to be excited to try that to see how it works yeah that is another brand that kind of for me just came out of nowhere um and i know they're exhibiting and we're not going to get too much into inside baseball here but i will say this since the whole team is present here tonight, um, you know, the one of the things about how, you know, we're covering the trade show this year is uh, there's going to be four of us uh, and we'll be split up. So a lot more ground to cover, more spread around, um, you know, much different than what we've done in years past. But, um, you know, each group has their own lists. So for any of the manufacturers watching, sorry, I don't know. It's like my seventh yawn tonight. So any of the manufacturers watching, you might see either me or you're going to see uh, Kevin and Mitchell uh, perusing the trade show floor. Uh, but I know Hooten and Young is on your guys' list, so I know you guys are going to head over there. I'm going to stop in. I have some time. Definitely check them out. But, uh, yeah, I know you guys are going to be going over there and possibly doing some FaceTime with them, getting an interview and finding out kind of a little bit more about them. But, yeah, I know they kind of popped up this year. I, I know a lot of people hadn't really heard about them. And I know, you know, PCA – should be a big deal for them. You know, people can actually kind of get over there and, and see more about them. Uh, they've gotten a little bit of little bit of attention. I think enough to get enough people to get over there to find out what they're all about and, um, you know, just to see what they got going on. So um, interested to see what you guys come up with on that booth. You know what? I'm, I'm afraid people might not recognize me without my Benjamin Dakota Rogers shirt on, you know? <laughs> well... <laughs> Smoking tobacco uniform is mandatory, okay? So the Benjamin Dakota Rogers can come with you, but it's going to have to stay in the hotel room. <laughs> you can put it on. I'll like be, I'll be wearing it on at the after party. Yeah, that's fine. You know, Mitchell, you, you told us that you were going to bring a suit to the trade show, and you wanted to suit up after hours. And Kevin had already said, fuck that. I'm not wearing a suit. I got myself a new suit just because I need one in general, but I'm also like, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to probably wear it at some point. Oh, we're suiting up. 
I mean, I'm not going to live in the suit the whole time. I mean, I'm not like exactly, you know, but I mean, I'll, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I'll wear it. My, I'll, I'll... my suit, my suit consists of a Tommy Bahama shirt and Bermuda shorts with flip flops. That's my suit. Nice. I mean, you wore a nice suit last year. I, I've seen you in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You know, Kevin forgot that. Like, I know he hasn't yeah. a, a good suit, and I've seen him in it. So. You know, I have the photos to prove it too. Um, <laughs> so you're not going to get away with that one with me. Uh, Mitchell well, might not get, know that, but I do. You only get married once, bro. So that's an impression. Yeah, I know. I know. I got lucky with that one. But I'll always have that. I've seen Kevin in a suit. Nope. It's funny. I got to see you in a suit, and we got to see Matt in a suit in 2021. Which was that's right. Weird. That's right. I just remember I went up to him and I was like, I'm very uncomfortable right now. And I was like, not because it's you, just because it's you in a suit. Like, it's, it, it, like it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's like if you go to, like, uh, it's, it's like going to Japan and, like, seeing, a, like, a Japanese guy in Japan just start speaking French to you. You're like, this doesn't make sense. Um, I don't understand what's going on here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. But Matt rocked a, a pretty nice suit. Too. And, he, and you know what? To his credit, I, I told him later, I'm like, for what it's worth, you wear the suit well. It's just, it's, it's it doesn't make happening. sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> didn't, didn't he wear Chuck Taylors with that? Probably. I want to. I want to say I remember. I remember the suit that he had Chuck Taylors on. No, I don't think he did. No, he doesn't wear Chuck Taylors. He wears the the the. the the laceless, like, like the, the slip-on Vans. Yeah, he oh, wears, like, the, the prison that's shoes. It, that's, it. that's it. Yeah, that's what he wears. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I feel like Matt. I feel like Boofy's a Vans guy, you know? <laughs> he is. He, we- he wears, like, the he wears the prison ones with the no laces. That's what he wears. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, are, he... those are comfy, man. That's what he wears. Derek Evan props to Hoot and Young. Just smoked through several. They are fire. So there that's go. good news. Wow. Now I'm even more excited, Garrett. I know. Look at Garrett hyping everybody up. He, first of all, Garrett hypes up his own brand, then he hypes up everyone else's brand. I mean, like, I mean, you, you don't find that very often. I mean, he's he's a, he's a genuine cheerleader. I have to give him credit. You know, he you know you listen. If you need a brand hyped, just call Garrett Robinson. He'll make sure it happens. Be <laughs> so like, listen, we got this new brand. Nobody knows about it yet. We're trying to get the name out there. Garrett Robinson's like, say no more. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but is there a robusto? I'll need um like a hundred robustos. That's how it's like robustos. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I have fun with Garrett. You know, he's we like he, he he's competing with Alan tonight for most comments on the show I have to say I mean normally Alan dominates with all of his you know several hundred <laughs> long paragraph comments but you know Garrett Robinson's like fuck Alan Rubin like I'm here to win like he's like look how many comments has he got going here um you know I love the mini Mitchell idea I was gonna suggest tying a balloon to his belt so everybody knows where he's at <laughs> hey Mitchell, I, while I've never met Mitchell three dimensionally, um, I can tell that he is a very small guy. In fact, Kevin, you know what? Maybe those medium shirts will fit him. You know what? They probably will. 
That'll be the kicker. Like, Matt's didn't fit, and then Kevin's didn't fit. It's like, fuck. Nobody's shirts fit. And then Mitchell's will be like, oh, he's a little big on me. And he'll be like, you know, like, <laughs> like what are we going to do? Uh, I'm just I'm just busting your dumplings, though. You know how it goes. <laughs> busting those dumplings, dude. Dude, I know, right? I love that. I'm only going to use that with you. <laughs> For obvious reasons um, <laughs> that I won't say. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Gary Robinson. Nice work, Matt. Yeah, I've been working on that. Yeah, you're a schmedium. Yeah, Garrett says you're a schmedium. Yeah. Also, I heard that Garrett Robinson is also um, taking appointments for the PCA trade show. Uh, and by that, I mean... Um, he's, he's making appointments to cuddle in his hotel room for several hours. And, <laughs> you know, Mitchell, I, I told him you were available. Um, <laughs> normally I would take that spot, but I'm trying to broaden my horizons this year, you know, I'm trying to step yeah. away from that game. But I told him, you know, Mitchell's, you know, small little guy, you know, he might be what you're <laughs> looking for. So I don't know. You might want to get in touch with Don Doroteo and get your name on the no, list. I, I can... hear it fills up quick. I hear it fills up quick. <laughs> So yeah, I got uh, I got to pass on, I got to pass on that action. And you know, can I just say for the people who do follow you know Matt Booth and Rim One Hundred One, and people who know who the Shadow Army is uh, and their fearless leader, the mysterious Shadow One, I, I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised that I haven't heard the comments lately about a sponge bath, because mysterious Shadow One has been almost demanding um, that one William Cooper gives a sponge bath to Matt Booth. Um, I think it's the other way around, actually. Oh, is it? I'm pretty Matt sure. Matt Booth no. giving William Cooper a sponge bath in a Speedo. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I know who would do it. Juan <laughs> Cancel can from Protocol because Matt Booth is his man crush. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, that I was just, the interesting one. Like I said, you know, given we're, we're gonna <laughs> maybe on the show floor, we'll uh, we'll ask some manufacturers to sponsor a uh, a media speedo calendar that we can <laughs> that we could distribute next year on the show floor. You know, get a get a photo shoot of everyone in the media in speedos. Oh yeah, we could be like those girls that try to sell their calendar at the trade show. Uh, you know, I wasn't trying to like. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, but you know, media in our. I hear there's a lot st- of those people. You might want to get together with them. They probably got some ideas. They could really help you roll that out. You know, we just need a couple of uh, we just need a couple of sponsors, and and we'll we'll get the photo shoot. Well, well uh... I'm telling you right now, Don Doroteo would definitely sponsor a sexy calendar. Um. I mean, and Garrett would be like on the cover. I mean, by demand, he'd be like, "I'll do it," but I get the first page. You know, we all get to choose our own hot rod that we that we get to sponge bath in our speedos. Yeah, this conversation is really getting to a place that I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, this got this got real weird real quick. Yeah, I don't and know. See, Barbara, you know, Barbara already vetoed the speedos. I didn't have to. So, here's the thing. When the group discussed who was going to do what interviews this year, I've already interviewed Matt several times, several hundred times, whether it be at a trade Oofy. show, um, whether it be on to be clear. a podcast show. You know, I, I've done the dance 
with him plenty of times. And Kevin has had to work for him about just as many times. So we decided, hey, why don't we let young, shy little Mitchell, you know, go up there and hold the microphone with Matt and just see what happens. And so Mitchell's about to get his world rocked on day one of the trade show. And good luck to him because, you know, the first time it hurts. You always remember. You always remember your first. Oh, you'll oh, you'll never forget this. You'll never you'll <laughs> never forget you. this. And I'm going to tell I you right now. Sure Go ahead, Kevin. I got to wear protection. Yeah, that's what I told him. He's got to wear loose loose pants, a cup, and uh, shark bite boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that for me or is that for Boofy? <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> so I'm you're way t- too innocent for it to be for Boofy. <laughs> I um I I have to say um you know one thing I will warn you about Mitchell is that you're going to go into that booth and you're going to go up to Matt and you're going to be like hi I'm Mitchell from smokingtobacco.com and he's going to look at you and be like and he'll know he'll know eight cups cuz that's what he's going to call him and he'll be like eight cups who who, who is this <laughs> and uh then he's going to ask you where's Matt Tobacco and you're going to say well you know, he, he assigned us to this booth and he's not here. He's on other business on the trade show floor somewhere. And he's going to either say, I can't believe that he did not make me a priority and sent you. Or he's just going to be like, I don't care. I only do interviews for Matt Tobacco. I don't want to talk to you. And you're going to have to do the dance with him. You're like, listen, I have to do this. Like, you know, let's not make this difficult. And he's going to torture you for 20 minutes. And then he'll give in and be like, all right, let's 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 do it. After he gets pulled away like three times. And then he'll be like, all right, all right, all right, let's do this. And he'll start the interview. And just when you think like, oh, man, this was difficult, then the fun will begin. And <laughs> that's when Kevin's going to have to walk away. Because if he doesn't, at his advanced age, he'll be <laughs> having a hard time holding his bladder in. Because he's going to watch you stand there and giggle like this. Because you won't know what to do with yourself. And that is a reality that is most likely to come true in two weeks' time. And we, we, have all had, we have all had a Matt Booth experience. We've all done you know, it? My, my, my first trade show, I was working with Al Bradley. And I already knew Matt at the time. And, and we were kind of becoming friends over talking. And it's like, I was working for Al Bradley. It was the first trade show. I didn't really know what to do. So I was kind of trying to make sure, hang around the booth do what I'm supposed to do and, and this and that. And <clears throat> at the time, Jack Heyer was a rep for Al Bradley. And Jack comes up to me, he goes, dude, he goes, why'd you do a Matt? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, he's like all over their butter. He goes, you know, I don't know why Kevin, you know, he's walked by my booth a couple of times and he won't come in my booth and say hi to me. He goes, and I do something to offend him. I do something to piss him off. <laughs> So he goes, man, you better go over there and talk to him and sort it out and make sure that it's right. So, of course, I walked over and got made an example of. Yep. And that's pretty much, you know, what's going to happen to you, Mitchell. Um, You just got to take it, you know. It's, you know, I don't condone, you know, sexual abuse on people. (laughs) I, I, it's not right. No one should ever suffer that pain. But it's really the only kind of, 
extreme thing, it's not going to be fun. But you got to just take it, you know, just take it, let it be over, and then you can walk away and get help. Because if you try to fight, it's just, it's, you're not going to win. It's just going to make it worse. He likes to fight. Just, you know, you got to play dead. Just let him do his (laughs) thing. Okay, yeah. When's it coming out? Soonish. Don't, okay, that's fine. Don't ask for a definition on soonish because, you know, he's just going to, like, stick the knife in a little bit deeper and then give it a little twist. You know, just let him stick it in, pull it out, and then be done. And you got one cut and not a gash. You know, it's better to take a slice than a gash. So that's, like, the advice I'll give you for that interview. But the rest of your interview should be great. I mean, it should be smooth sailing after that. Um, But, yeah, you know, just so you know. It'll be exciting. It will be. Um, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm sure you can't can. wait. I'm sure you can. And you know what? Now that you brought this whole subject up, I can see some other retailers now. They're probably sitting flat. Like, mm. How can we be? How, how, how are we going to fuck with Mitchell when he has to interview us Mitchell, now? Mitchell is going to be thrown off. After that interview, he's going to go to like Nick Perdomo or I don't know. Who else is on your booth? That's kind of. Uh, on your booth list. I don't know, but you're going to go to somebody. You're going to go to. Yeah, you're going to Justin Andrews. You're going to go to. I think you guys are going to Casada. You're going to try to do an interview with like Raquel or Manolo Casada. And you're just going to be like completely phased. Like, what? Yeah. And you're going to be. I'm still thinking about what just happened. And it's like, yeah, it's going to rock your world uh, for a whole day. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty of it. You know, we've all had to do it. You know, it's like it's like initiation. You know, we all got to do it. But then once you do it, you're like part of the club. You know, it's like a secret society. Um, or like, or like, uh, people who have been bitten by a shark and survived, you know, like a community of like shark attack survivors. You're like one of those people now. Uh, well, not yet, but, but, you, but you will. I have be. to survive first. You soon, you soon will be. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then if you're really ballsy, you could be like Kevin and get Matt's face tattooed on your fucking leg and just be there all the time. <laughs> True story. You'll see. <laughs> oh, you'll see. Um, that but was, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When, I don't know why you did that. Time, the first time, well, it was it was a it was a contest on social media, and basically, if you got a tattoo, if you got the tattoo on your leg, you got a year's supply of cigars. I forget. Did so you win that? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was, it was. It was a trade off. I got some some amazing cigars that direct from Matt that nobody can get. So that was a that was a great thing, but. I remember I saw um, the first time he saw it, we were in Fuego Cigars. He was here for an event. He goes, hey, cups, come to me. So I go over, he goes, let me see. So he goes, I put it up. So he goes, no, put it up here. So he slides up, puts the one, puts the leg up. He goes, he's down looking. He goes, can I lick it? <laughs> Damn. Dude. Damn. You know. So, now you know, you, you have a real good idea of what you're in for. Now, the only way that you can really survive is if you really know some really deep tricks to throw him off his game, and then you're in control, which is very difficult to do. But those of us who have a lot of experience with him know how to do this, and that's why it's not so painful for us anymore, because we've learned the game. Uh, you don't. And that's amazing, because we get to watch yeah, you suffer. We'll give you, we'll give you, some, in, we'll give you some insider information. I've I will say. Will yeah, the, well, here's an easy one. Uh, and Kevin, don't tell him. But do you know what his code name is? <laughs> I know what Kevin knows what it is. Matt ha- Matt hasn't like a 
like a code name that he goes by. In fact, it'll probably be on his badge, unless General's more like than, trying to make him more than more than likely. So when you see him, it won't say Matt Booth from 101 or Forged. It'll it'll have a different it's name. It's his alter ego. Yeah. Do you know what it is? No, but you know we can save it for the trade show. We can find out then. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because I want you to figure it out for yourself. But if you know that name and you refer to him by that name, it kind of throws him off a little bit. Not, I, not actually <laughs> I actually have one of his badges here. Yeah, we probably do. I wouldn't be surprised. You have a lot of his belongings in your house, which is <laughs> disturbing. As kind well. of, it's kind of, yeah, it is disturbing. It's very disturbing. And I told him, you know, can I just say, we love, we, it's like as much as we're, we're, we're talking, it's like Matt and I, we absolutely love Matt to death. And he is a dear friend. And, and, you know, we actually get to see a side of him that a lot of people probably haven't. You know, because there is a completely different side to Matt Booth. There is. It does exist. It is true. Is 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 as wild as he can be. There is there is a different person. That does exist under there, but uh, you got to earn that. You have to earn that. I will say that, and, and that's not me making a joke. That's me being serious. You got to earn that, um, and uh, it, it, it is. He's a wonderful person. When you when you yep. really one know of the him. humblest individuals you will ever meet. But uh, when you're new and you're fresh meat, oh man, yeah, that's not the map booth you're gonna get. Um, but Kevin, for the record, I did tell him, you know, in a private conversation. I said, "Listen, you gotta, you gotta do Kevin a solid. I mean, the the Acov residence is not the booth storage facility." He's like, "I know, I know." I'm like, <laughs> "I did tell him though. I did kind of fuck you a little bit, but I also, in a way, I kind of gave you some motivation to get this done." I said, "You know how you you sent him that thing, you know, for the wall?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I go, "Yeah, he hasn't hung it yet." He said. I go, yeah, and he said to me, he goes, I got to hang that because if for some reason he comes by the house and it's not on the wall, he's going to be like, bro, I send this to you, and it sits in box in closet, WTF. And he went, that motherfucker. And I was like, just so you know, <laughs> I didn't hear it from me. And he was like, hm. you know, you think you know people. <laughs> so... You can either like let that play out, or you can just be like, "No, I don't know what he's talking about," and you can get that up on the wall. So, um, you know, and then when he shows up, you're like, "Look, see, it's here. I hung. Now you take stuff out of my house and exactly. make it go away." Um, but anyway, that's enough yeah. about Matt. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get to experience Matt, you know, firsthand. Uh, we could talk about it all night, but I don't want to. Honestly, like... I'm stoked. I'm stoked to to meet all of the manufacturers I, I have listed to be interviewing. You know, it's it's a uh, you know a handful of them I've talked to online, a handful of them we've interviewed already on the show, and um, you know I'm I'm just super excited to uh, to to get to know everyone and spend some time at the trade show, and you know hopefully you know have some bourbon and some cigars after the trade show with them too. Now let me ask you a question. So this is going to be your first trade show, where like really you know experiencing yeah. the trade show and being media. Now, like Kevin said, he he's been around it once as media. Um, but he's been there several times in a booth, mostly with Matt. But, you know, uh, he has the experience of being in the show, so to speak. Um, so there'll be a little bit of a learning curve for him, too, kind of with this. But probably not as much. But for you, I mean, you're going into the screen. And, uh, I mean, I remember, you know, when I first did it, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, just have to figure it out. And uh, it was yep. a little nerve-wracking. My first few interviews, my first trade show interview ever 
was Michael Herklotz. And it was who's not very intimidating, but it's also like, you know, it's not someone you want to like fuck up with. And, um, you know, and it came and it went. But my first like 10 interviews, it was definitely like just weird for me. You know, I just I, I couldn't focus. I was like I too busy worried about not, you know, making a mistake or whatever. But, you know, you, you kind of like lean into it after a while. And then it just kind of becomes second nature and you do your thing and it's fine. Um, but, you know, are, are you nervous about, you know, attending the show and, you know, being, you know, an interviewer and doing stuff like that? Uh, or are you just yeah pretty confident about it? Like, we're kind of like, you know, we're getting close. Just what's your mental state like, you know, going into this? Just curious. It's, you know, it's a bit of mixture of everything, right? There's excitement, obviously, to be there. But there is definitely a bit of nervousness, you know, having this responsibility of, you know, expanding what you've already created with your interviews and and everything like that and, and trying to do a good job to represent those manufacturers that we are interviewing and getting getting their their product out there to, to the people who can't attend the trade show. So, you know, there is that kind of pressure there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've, I've been in stressful situations like, you know, I've played live music in front of a lot this of people. I've done, I've done things like that where you are put under the pressure to perform. And I always feel nervous before and you get up there and you do your best. I'm sure I'm going to fuck some shit up sometimes and I'm sure yeah, I'm just going to have to deal with it in the moment. And uh, yeah, that's the way it's going to go. Uh, you know, I've, I, I feel com- more comfortable the fact that I've been able to uh, come on and do interviews over, um, you know, over online with, with some of these, some of these manufacturers already and having a bit of nerves before that sometimes and realizing, okay, you know, these are just, these are just people like you and I, and uh, I'm genuinely interested in what they have to say. So that really helps. It's not like I'm going in there and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I you know, I've just got to follow the script here. It's like, you know, no, I want to know about their product genuinely. So that really helps. And, uh, but yeah, I, I can't say I'm, I'm not nervous. There's definitely there's definitely a bit of nerves going into it, and I'm sure my first few interviews will will show that slightly, but uh, but hopefully uh, we'll get through it. Now, are you a party hardy kind of guy, or are you an in bed by ten kind of guy? Uh <laughs> I've been known to party, <laughs> but the question, Kevin, the thing we have to find out, and I know you're not a really a late night guy, that's fine, but. So I'll have to probably like find out and then tell you, but we'll find out exactly what that really means. Like, oh, I like to do like two shots of tequila and like you know, woo, or like I gotta drag him like out of the casino because he's like, no, fuck you, man, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Taking his I shirt can, off I, like I, he's Bert Kreischer. I see, I see that version of Mitch. I don't. I, I don't know. It. We'll find out. I don't know how I wild see. he gets. I've been known to party. Yeah, but what does that mean? So we'll find out. That reminds we'll find me of that movie, Hot Rod. Yeah. Cool I beans. Also like the party. Cool. I cool, also cool, like the cool, party. cool beans. Cool. Cool. My name is Rod. I like the party. My name is Rod. I like the party. Or like super bad. How old are you? Old enough. Old enough for what? <laughs> to, to party. <laughs> uh, how much you want to bet? So Mitchell's got a, a young face. He's kind of a young, smaller fellow. Um, he's a year older than me, but he's, you know, he looks young. He looks way younger. How much, how much you want, how how much you want to bet in the span of the days that we're in town, at least one time, 
a Nevada Gaming Commission person or otherwise like a like a hotels like casino security person, whoever you know the people that walk around the floor. They're like, uh, can I see your ID? Uh, how old are you? He's like, oh, 30. Uh, and they're like, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you're Canadian. Hmm. Every bar we go to. Yeah, everywhere we go. Yeah, I definitely have to keep my ID on me because, uh, yeah. I won't get carded. There's no way Kevin's getting carded. Looks like Gandalf. You get, I think you get carded every everywhere we go. <laughs> you know, I, it, it'll help though being with you guys because they'll be like, "Why are these old these old farts with this kid?" You know. Well, just remember, I'm, I'm younger than you. Like, <laughs> I know that's. Like, hey, how old's your dad? <laughs> Excuse me, little boy. Are, are you missing your dad? Are you, are you lost? Are you lost? Are you lost? <laughs> Do we need to pay your parents? <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, this show just—I don't know. This was a this was a weird yeah, one this for went, sure. This went real sideways. Don't you know play. why? Because Coop is the voice of reason, and he's not here. <laughs> and like, the, I think this is the first time the spare notes has ever happened without Coop. Because normally we'll just move it around or whatever. But I said, nah. Like we we, we really should do this one. We we'll get the show coming up, and I don't want to push to next weekend. And then after that, we won't be around. And then then you're looking at three weeks. So I'm like, let's just do this. Um, you know, get it done. And uh, let Coop have his fun down in Miami again. So, uh, but he wasn't here, and you know the the conversation got away from us. And uh, you know, uh, Coop. That's what Coop, happens on spare notes? I know it does. Yeah. And and Coop wasn't here to like keep us on track, unfortunately. So. It has to be for a fun evening. Oh, it did. You know, it was great. You know, we we got to tease Mitch a little bit because you know he can take it. Um, but he's also an easy target. You know what I mean? He he he. You know. He takes it well. He makes it fun. Um, you know, Mitchell, you will make some mistakes, but, you know, and we will, you know, we will bust the dumplings. But it, as long as you take it in stride, you know, it'll be great. And I think you will. So I'm not too worried about it. It's so all you part don't of make mistakes. You're not learning, man. That's right. It's all part of the fun. Yep. Now Mitchell's getting all serious. He's like, yeah, I know. Oh boy. Well, let's let's end, let's end it here. This is a good stopping point. Um you know, we we got a little bit more time to discuss certain things uh in the next coming week and then that'll be it. So, um thanks for being here with us everybody. I really appreciate it. Uh the team appreciates it and uh we're excited to uh, bring you all of our coverage from PCA 2023. Brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars. Don't forget about them. Um, shout out to Cigar Blondie. I forgot to mention them at the beginning of the show, but they are an integral part of what we do here. I have my Cigar Blondie set here. Featuring the flat blade flame lighter. Very sleek and very sexy. And the double guillotine cutter. Very sharp and very rigid. Awesome set. $99. Available in three finishes. Black, white, and chrome. Cigarblondie.com. Check them out today. You won't be disappointed. It's a great set. It's one of the, you know we talk about cutters and lighters and sometimes they can be flimsy and cheap and fall apart. They don't last. I mean I've had this set for over a year, um, and it it still operates like new. I mean yeah, it's a little scratched or whatever, but it functionally I mean it's it's still solid. They the lighter still lights first click every time. Um, just you nothing but the best. Seriously, check. Like these. I said, every time. Every time. This cutter is so smooth. Yeah. So, so smooth. And that's not BS, really. I mean, I mean, we we use a lot of accessories. Um, 
there's there's only like three cutters in the world that like I've I have that I use regularly that I've had for a long time because they're the only cutters that I actually just I trust. Um, you know, Cigar Blondie, you know, which I have, and I know they're a sponsor, and I got to say it, but it's true. Uh, the other one that I, I usually have on me too is the Zycar XO cutter. I've had this cutter for five years. Um, I mean, it, this is the same one I bought five years ago, uh, and it's tra it's traveled with me all over the world. Um, it's cut probably thousands of cigars, and it still cuts them clean every time. Same thing with the Cigar Blondie cutter, and the only other one that I don't use often, just because it's not an everyday cutter, but it's awesome, is my SD Dupont cutter, um, and that's it. I mean, it's it's this that we've used a lot, and you know. There's some good ones out there, but I mean these these ones just really stand the test of time. So, get, definitely check them out. Give them a shot. Um, I don't think one thing we'd ever mentioned about Cigar Blondie is they have that smart packaging. And they have that NFC technology, so actually when you get the box, um, you can hold your phone near it, and um, the website will pop up with information about it and some other inf cool stuff um, that some manufacturers are starting to ro roll out with. Um, they have it. It's kind of cool if you're into that. So definitely check them out. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and everywhere podcasts can be found, as well as follow us on all of our social media platforms, all the major ones were on there. And as always, you can visit smokeandtobacco.com today for more news, cigar and product reviews, and other updates from the cigar industry, including our upcoming 2023 PCA trade show coverage brought to you by Drew Estate. We will see you on Wednesday night and then... After that, we'll see you the following Wednesday night with Lito Gomez Jr. We don't have a guest next week, I don't think, so we're going to do something different. But um, followed by Lito Gomez Jr., and then we'll be at the trade show. So we got a couple more shows, and uh, then we're going to take the week off. Actually, no, we're not because we get – I think we all get back on that, that, that next Wednesday, so I think we still could do a show. So I think we have somebody yep. scheduled. So actually, no, there is no week off for the regular show. Uh, and then we'll do spare notes that, that weekend. So, yeah, no missed shows, actually. Normally, we have to miss a show. But actually, no, there is no missed show this year. So, uh, no, we're just going to keep on rolling straight. So, uh, you know, just don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss those shows. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.